Hello everyone, this is Trey from Nintendo Main Podcast. I want to just want to thank all of you for listening to our podcast. And it is my great pleasure to bring you a new episode of Nintendo Main Podcast every week. And we would like to make the show even bigger to where we get to go to more game conventions and bring you more coverage and more content. And in order to do that, we need some extra help. If you would like to, you can support us now on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you for listening. This week on Nintendo Main, it's the two-year anniversary of the Switch, and we have Janet Garcia here to talk about the new Toe Jam and Earl game and Deltarune. Conquer's Bad Fair Day is finally legal. It's a crafted world, and we're just going to live in it. To Nintendo Main Podcast episode 161. Damn, we got a lot of episodes here. Uh, <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Trey. Did anyone know that KK Slider's songs had lyrics, Johnson? I'm Jeremy, number seven, Mikowski. I'm John. Google's going to sue Nintendo Knitter. Oh. <laughs> I'm Janet, not a sequel, Garcia. Not a sequel. Yeah. And Janet Garcia is here with us. Once again, for this for this episode to talk about some cool stuff that uh that came out last week, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about like I said at the beginning, we're gonna talk about Toe Jam and Earl and Deltarune, which is awesome. Um, but first, let's start off our show like we normally do and talk about what games we've been playing. Who wants to go first here? Not all at once. <laughs> I normally go first, but you guys, whatever, who whoever wants to go can go. I know Janet has a couple games to talk about. Why don't, why don't you go first? Okay, sure. Uh, I've been playing Poi. I started that today. You have, and, yeah. Yeah, and I think I'm going to play it until uh, it affects my life. Um, oh, what does yeah, that mean? Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a 3D platformer. It came out, um, I think, actually about two years ago, so early in the Switch's life cycle, to Switch at least. I, it might have came out before on other platforms, but it came out kind of around the same time as Mario Odyssey, so that was kind of an awkward time to be on switch since there's already a 3d platformer and this is kind of a, a mario 64 clone in a lot of ways though actually i would say it it draws a bit more from sunshine just because it has those um tight ropes that it has oh, like okay. that white uh the like little white type ropes that you would see in that one little village in mm. sunshine it was like one of the early worlds you play i think the first world you play actually so it looks just like that like the one with the windmills and you know the the first boss but it actually feels like it's a lot more than that which has been nice and a pleasant surprise because i kind of thought it would be like oh this is a basic version of what's already been done better but there's a lot of fun little extras in there they have like a um some challenge levels that you can do and those are stuff like you have like a timed puzzle run where you have to climb up this um these like moving platforms and you have to kind of like figure that out so i guess in that sense it kind of reminds you of like once again, Sunshine, where they have, you know, without Flood, you have to do, like, hard platforming. Mm. Except the platforming isn't quite as demanding in this one. It's just, like, they're just interesting moments. There's, like, ones where you have to, like, 
run from one side to the other while the platforms drop. There's um, additional tools you can buy from like the old man. There's always like a you know a wise old man in these games where he's like, oh, here's the thing. yeah. So like you can get like a compass and a shovel. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always like a, a mysteriously wise grandfather that's there. They have that there, um, and it's a really cute looking game. Like it honestly looks adorable. Uh, it has like that cartoon style and they have a bunch of like these cute little characters. Like one of the worlds has like these little dinosaur people being attacked by like small, small creatures that have little like tin helmets on. Kind of like the ones you would wear like as a kid when you're like, I'm, you know, a spaceman. It's just like a, has a cutout in, in the tin, like the tin can on your head. So, um, so yeah, it's really charming. I've been loving that. That's the main game i've been playing right now and it's one of the first games if not the first game other than tetris 99 that i think i've played not for work so i'm like really into the game because i'm like oh my god i don't have to write anything about this i can skip all the dialogue i can do what i want so i think i'm honestly a little bit more enamored by it just because i feel so free playing it um but since i you know for those who may not know i'm a video game journalist so a lot of Stuff I play is for review or for guides sure. or for an article or for something like that. So, which is good because I've gotten a lot of work this year. But I also want to feel at all like you should be documented, even though you know you, you don't. You know you don't have to. <laughs> yes. Like, do a guide. You usually do. This, you know, yeah, the, a little bit. You know, there's um, probably not a guide for Poi out there. By the way, you, you should get I know, on I that. Could, I'm could that up real quick. <laughs> Does it um, need it? <laughs> yeah, I I do feel kind of I feel guilty about wanting to make content on, on the game. I know I'll bring it up on YouTube because I uh, I started doing this series now where I do quarterly videos um, talking about what I'm into for the season. So I did like this winter, I was really into like, you know, using my PSP while on the treadmill because it was cold as hell outside, you know, yeah. and I watched like a UMD movie and I named like other stuff I was oh, into. Wow. So I'll bring Sounds up cool. that game. At the end of every year, I do games I beat in blank year. I'll probably beat that game and mention it there. But I do want to start like a blog soon, like or use my blog. So I'm like, well, maybe I could blog about it. But then, but then I feel guilty, like I'm supposed to be relaxing, right? I shouldn't be like using it for content. So uh, the short answer is yes, I do feel like I should be doing stuff with it. Um, but I'm gonna try not to do try that with to. everything yeah, all the yeah. time because you end up going crazy. <laughs> sure. Um, is was it on sale? Like, uh, how much is the game normally? Uh, the game, I believe, is 20 or $25, which okay. I know it might be a little steep for people yeah. considering that's not, like, so great. But I, I, I think it's worth the price. Um, I also feel like, and I just did a video on this, actually, that, like, the whole, like, is it worth the price thing? It's like, hey, if you got $20, it's a good game. If sure. you, like, maybe want, it's not going to be, like, the best platformer ever. There are better ones to play. But I really enjoy it, and mm-hmm. I think it's a nice, relaxing game. But I actually was able to play it because my brother, Edwin, already owned it he has it physical it is oh. available physical which oh is wow cool. okay <laughs> um so so you could also maybe you know get it at a GameStop or a used game store or something mm-hmm. or off gamefly if you buy from gamefly um so that that's an option for you too and then you get you know you still get the nintendo points you just put it into the the system so i borrowed this game i'm also really hyped because i borrowed it like months ago like mm-hmm. it's just been sitting there for months and then like three weeks ago i like put it into the console and i'm yeah. like I'm gonna play this, but then I just didn't play it, and now I finally played it. So I'm just like really, <laughs> really go. hyped yeah. to be, to be, you know, traveling the skies. Um, mm. There are uh, a lot of load times in between each like medallion, which is annoying, but mm. it's kind of how they designed it. It's just like it loads you out, and then you like start back in. It's like that old school thing, but sure. that's been really fun. 
Yeah, I remember. I mean, well, I know like Brian Altano talked about it on NBC and all that, but yeah, that's how my brother found out about it. Yeah, I just was like, I don't know. It just like the, I think like the, the art or like the title of it or whatever just makes it look like, I don't know. It really looks like shovelware just from like anybody who hasn't played it, you know. (laughs) And well, it. I mean, I think it looks good, but it doesn't look like something that you like need to play. And even the way Brian talked about it, he was kind of like, this is just like a bootleg Mario game. Yeah. And it kind of is, but I feel like it, it does enough of its own to be um, worth getting. And I think Mario is a little bit less, people get a little less, a little less weird with Mario than mm. like with Zelda. Like for instance, because Zelda is like always so good, no offense to Mario. But I know like when Ocean Horn came out, there's so many people that are like, why would you want to play this like crappy Zelda game? And I haven't really played Ocean Horn to be honest. Terrible. I don't really have a comment on it. <laughs> it looks okay. My brother loves that game, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, don't know how. Will, I feel like get so caught up in it being like, like it's not Zelda, and you know, yeah. I like that with Mario, since it's so general. I feel like it can get away with being a little bit of a clone more than Ocean Horn could. Sure. Well, I yeah, or, uh, Ocean Horn was something I got like just because I wanted to get more games on the Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, at the very beginning and. Yeah, it's just I don't think it's good at all. Like I, I couldn't, and I really tried hard to get fun out of it, and I just could not find. <laughs> I could not find fun from Motion Horn. Like it was just. I'll let you know if I play it. It was just boring, and and the controls just didn't work well. And yeah, it was it was I like own it. It's probably I, have it. I just haven't played it. Yet. If you ask me what my least favorite Switch game is, I would probably say that. I think that's the one that I regretted wow. more than anything else wow. in the first year <laughs> of uh, <laughs> of games that I bought that I wish I didn't buy. Was that one more than anything? Because it was just like, uh, uh, I don't know. What what led you to buy it then? I bought it because I knew I wanted to buy a game, and there wasn't a whole lot of games <laughs> on the eShop. That's why I bought it. That was, was pretty best, early on, wasn't it? It was that early, was yeah. It was at the very beginning of the. Buy anything. Yeah. It was at the very beginning of the Switch, it, and I, I was it. just like, I was just so excited about the system, and I'm like, man, I should buy another game. And I'm like, well, some person on blah 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 said that this game was good, mm-hmm. and then I bought it, and I'm like, this game is not good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, that happens. It's at the, the developer said it was great. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't them. It was probably some other NVC. That's people. not a terrible um, worst Switch game, though. I think my worst. Well, my I was not a fan of Toe Gemini but I didn't pay for that. I got a review code, so yeah. it's not bad. Yeah, no, the worst that's one actually... I bought. Yono and the Celestial Elephant was pretty yeah, terrible. That one was bad too. I, I bought that it one as well. Bad. It looked like it was cool. Yeah, yeah. elephant's Style-wise. good. Puzzles good. Yeah, no, That's I got not to love. It's yeah, not a good... <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that I really hated about that one was that uh, pro controllers didn't work with it. What were you guys oh, thinking? Yeah, I didn't even. Remember. It only worked with Joy Cons. Come on, guys, you didn't get the memo here. Like everything should support the pro controller. I mean, but then you know, people like Let's Go can do the same thing and sell a billion copies. So who knows? Yeah, it's uh, my jab at Let's Go there. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Um, games we played so that's, yeah. that's what i've been playing <laughs> yeah Poi today specifically yeah no poi I, I mean i've always been kind of intrigued with poi i like i like 3d platformers there's a weird game on there called unboxed do you remember that one that's like a 3d oh. platformer too with cardboard boxes and it keeps going on sale and sometimes it's like five dollars and i kind of just want to play it and just like get it and play it because i know it's going to be dumb but i think i'll probably enjoy it what is it's, it called it's called unboxed Unboxed. Okay. Unboxed. No, it stars card like cardboard boxes are the main characters. It, it was a very it early for Box Boy. Even though I don't <laughs> like Box Boy actually. Oh, I like Box Boy, but Box Boy um, is, diff- is different like than, un- than Unboxed. It's, it's well designed. I just mm. I just didn't like it. No. Just yeah. didn't care about those boxes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it says like there's a subtitle to it too. I don't remember what it is, but yeah, Unboxed was something. 
Actually, I think that came out the same time as Jono, where I was like, "Man, I should have just got unboxed." See, and uh, and I know I'll kind of end it here because I don't want to. I want to hear other people's games, but this is what I hate about the eShop. I know you can't like see because the screen is too bright. You'll look up something, and if it's not like the exact name of the game, they give you like no results. Like I looked up (laughs) unbox, it said no results found. You couldn't just give me something with the word box in it. Like, come on. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I wish they were better. I know every time I same problem. Every time I see it in the uh, for sale in the the deals, I think it's a game about like a game about opening up stuff on YouTube. Hmm. Oh yeah, it does sound like that. That doesn't sound like my kind of game. Oh, it's just called Unbox. Sorry, not Unboxed. It's called Unbox colon Newbies Adventure. <laughs> it's up for $30 <laughs> right now. Don't get it for 30 But no, seriously, it's been on sale for like 70%, like where it's like $5. And it just looks so dumb, but I think I oh, would have... Oh, it terrible. But I think I would have yeah, fun let's, with let's it. Yeah, play it as a multiplayer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks it looks awful, but I, I think I would have fun with it for like $5. What was that one weird... Um game you got Trey that was like a is like kind of like a sports game but you were robots and you were fighting oh yeah no that game had such a long title to it yeah jeremy and i streamed that at one point it well, felt like a n64 game it was called like yeah it was called like disco robot roller derby or something yes. it had like <laughs> oh, this dude, I, got, I have that on it's Steam, a weird ass game yeah, yeah. It, it has a really cool soundtrack actually uh i on on uh you know, on any, I think I used it on one of my WART radio stuff. I used it on one of the Switch episodes. But yeah, it was really cool. It's called like it's called like Disco Robot Rollerblading or something like that. It's ridiculous, but yeah, we played it when I was over at your house because I think it came out that same day. There it is. Uh, Robot Roller Derby Disco Dodgeball. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah I have yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy and I played that multiplayer. Because I got it for like ten or fifteen bucks, but it you know it was silly enough, and it had, it had some bomb ass tracks on there. You know, a lot yeah, of that it had shit like really online multiplayer. It did I have got online, like yeah. a huge humble bundle. I got like a humble bundle once. Cool. It was like the the patriotic humble bundle or something that was like kind of a jab at Trump, but not really. It was like yeah, this huge like thirty thirty five games for like thirty dollars, and I bought it. Mm-hmm. Not even close to getting through those games, but. Um, but yeah, they're sitting there, and that's one of them. For sure. Is that is that all you've been playing then? Is Poi for the week? I think so. Yeah, just Poi. You know, Tetris ninety nine, trying to get uh, first place. Hyatt's mm-hmm. the second, like I mentioned before we started recording. You got in a second. Think, yeah. Damn. Yeah, you've gotten um, higher than all of us. So my I'm highest, so proud of being number seven. I think I've got number four. So, but you're you're the highest of all of us here on Tetris ninety nine. Yeah. So can hang my hat on that, and I think that's mainly all I've been playing. Um, I'm actually still working my way through Overcooked One with my oh, roommate, wow. yeah. and uh, she asked me to play constantly, and I've just been like too busy to. And she asked me again today, and I'm like, we can do it tomorrow. So tomorrow I'm gonna get into Overcooked again. I'm trying to get all three stars. Mm. I have to backtrack because the game actually like locks some of the levels behind a star count, oh, okay. which is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, because the game is hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I don't know what we're gonna do. We're on one of the levels that has like. I mean, a lot of these levels are like this, but it has like the um, kind of the ghost ones where part of the kitchen will elevate and then the whole thing will shift and it'll block you off from certain sections. And I'm like, I don't know how we're going to do it. We've honestly actually just been YouTubing it a lot. Like we'll try for like 30 minutes. Mm. Then we'll look on YouTube and I forgot the name of the YouTuber that I always end up going to. They don't even have that many subscribers, but like they have like thousands and thousands of views on these <laughs> videos specifically. And they're so good and they have such good strategy. And I'm just like... Can I give you money? Like this is so like useful. Overcooked, um, overcooked boy, spelled B O I B O I. This is what it is. What it is. Something like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's basically yeah, uh, that's basically it. 
Yeah, no, I I got that game. It was on sale, uh, the Overcooked one, and I played it with Jess, and uh, Jess didn't like it because she said it was too stressful, <laughs> which it is. It is very stressful. It can be very stressful, stressful. yeah. It is quite and stressful. And the controls are kind of, you know, yeah. they're a little loose. It reminded me of... Uh, there's no real food at the end. Yeah. You don't get to eat anything. There is there is like a there's a mini game in Mario Party that's that that's basically overcooked though as well but less stressful. Yeah. It's not as long. But uh yeah, no we played that. It actually kind of reminded me of like cuz I work at a bar once a week and like it mm-hmm. was reminded me of that where it's like you're making one thing but you have to remember to get another thing and it's like where are you going to get it from here and like if you do that you might not not get this drink in time and it you know and I'm sure Jeremy that that rings true for you like with the line cook and all that that's probably too Absolutely. too real to get into but it do, it did stress me out a little bit, even though it's a little different. It still feels close enough that I'm like a little put off by like yeah. doing work in a video game. But <laughs> I don't know. I used, I've gardened before, and I like farming <laughs> simulators. So I mean, you love uh yeah yeah you love Stardew Valley, and uh-huh. that's and that's there work, was this game, game on the original PlayStation. I don't know what it was called because it was when I first got my PlayStation in like ninety nine or two thousand, whatever I bought it when it was on sale for a hundred bucks. Uh, it came with this demo disc. There's this Japanese demo on it of the mm-hmm. cooking game, and I don't know what it was, but mm. that was my favorite cooking game of all time. You use the dual analog sticks to like mm-hmm. chop and like, oh. move things around. Yeah, I don't know. If anybody knows, uh, send us an email at nintendomepodcast.gmail.com. It was something Japanese, <laughs> like a Japanese word that I couldn't read. Watashi, watashi wa? No. So uh, if that's that's all you've been playing, I'll, I'll go for a second. Yep. So I've been playing Tetris 99, of course. Um, nice. I talked about uh, the G-Bro 8-Bit Dough thing that I got last week, and I've basically been using that for everything now because mm-hmm. I get to use – through that, I get to use my Wii Classic controller, which is, like, my favorite controller. So, And I also found out that you can use uh, – you can also, like, use the 8-Bit Dough receivers and click them in there. And I thought for a second that I had discovered the way to make the Wii U Pro controller work with the Switch, but I mm-hmm. couldn't get it to work. Yeah, I could get it to – I could get it to sync with the um, plug that was in the the G Bro thing, but it wouldn't actually do anything. Like whenever I moved uh, around on the stick, or yeah. So maybe I can up- upgrade it or something like that and get it to there. If anybody's tried to do that and has figured it out, you know, let us know. But but yeah, I was so I was like so close to almost getting the Wii U Pro controller to work, and I was like, yes, but no, because be those are good controllers. Yeah, because Jeremy and I we were doing a stream last night, and we were just talking about that, like how I've pretty much gotten to the point where I can make any controller that I have work. Somewhat, you know, with this G-Bro thing that I have. Because I have, like, you know, I have, like, the Tatsunoku, like, uh, arcade stick, which I was using. And, like, and I've been using, like, the uh, the classic controller. And I can use, like, the classic pro controller. And I can use all the GameCube controllers as well. And it's like, what, I'm like, what is there so that those, I haven't... Your yeah. Hori GameCube controllers work? <laughs> they do, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I tried them, actually, for Zelda, but I forgot that they didn't have analog, analog sticks. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really work that well. But... <laughs> But no, I got. Well, not? I did get a. I got one of these. Um, one of these like NES uh, controllers for mm-hmm. the for the uh, Super Super Nintendo Classic from Eight Bit Dough, just because I've been using them at the bar that I work at, to, so people can play. Nice. So I guess so I got one of do those. They have shoulder buttons. They do. They have no shoulder buttons. No, they okay. just have. They have four buttons. Two of them are actually turbo buttons. These top black ones are turbos. Okay. It's not like YNX. Are you concerned but... that the drunk people will like destroy your controller? <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. I mean, we've been doing it since August, you know, and nobody's broken anything. There was one guy who got like kicked out because he threw a fit about Smash Brothers that one night that we had Smash Brothers in there. <laughs> what what was his uh, issue? Did he, you say it was a port? He he got beat. No, he got beat. That was his issue. He had like he had like won all night and he kept drinking and then he started losing and then he got mad. He was mad that Waluigi wasn't in it. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> no, he got he got mad and left. It was the thing. He kind of like he didn't. Slam, he literally rage quit. He didn't slam <laughs> the like... controller down, but he put the controller down and he left. And and he like yelled at all the people that were playing the game with him. And you know one of those <laughs> you know one of those things. There was another guy who got who like threw a fit over Street Fighter because he kept losing at Street Fighter, and he claimed that he was the best Street Fighter guy. So that was it's funny. Really that was funny when too. People think that. Yeah. They're the best at something, and they lose. That's why I just don't believe in myself anymore. You know, it's just better to accept yeah. your lot in life. Yeah, that sure, you with can a be your little guy, brother, but... uh, a ran- I, I, this random guy at an arcade. I was doing a shoot for my website at a barcade, and he was like, "Oh, do you want to play this game against each other?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Like, why not?" And then he was like, really like taken aback by the fact that he lost. And he's like, "Oh, no one ever beats me." And I'm, and the thing is, I'm not good <laughs> at fighting games at all. Like, I don't play fighting games at all. Yeah. So in my head, I'm kind of like, I mean, were you playing against like gamers though, or just like your friends who came <laughs> to the bar? Because like let's your nephews, like, your nieces, you know, like younger, um, younger brothers, yeah. you know, people don't know how to play. It's exactly. like I've never, like you know, <laughs> yeah. If you're playing with your cousin or something, I'm sure undefeated, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. That reminds me of when I was when we were at uh, shoot. What's the name of the bar where the uh, switch meetup was that I went to? Emporium. Oh, Emporium. Oh, yeah. Emporium. Yeah, yeah. When we were there that one night, and um. I saw some people playing foosball. I'm like, I'm pretty good at foosball. Like, I I always like beat oh, my friends. So I walk over. It turns out it's like a, a professional league practice. <laughs> and they just like whipped whipped my ass so hard. It was fun. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. And they were definitely going easy on me too. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah, there's funny. levels to this stuff. <laughs> it's like, but, but I beat my little brother once. <laughs> yeah, no, those foosball guys are intense. I was just, I'm always reminded, I don't know if you guys ever watched Community. If you haven't, you should. Yeah. But there's an episode with, with foosball in it, and there's a part where they just, like, turn into anime characters out of nowhere, and it's all, like, animated, <laughs> and they do, like, the craziest foosball thing ever. That's always what I think of when I think of foosball. It's on Hulu. Watch it if you haven't seen it. It's, great. <laughs> it's a great show. But, uh, yeah, um, other than that, uh, I've been playing Tetris 99. I'm still playing Phoenix Wright, which you can buy on the Japanese cool. eShop. If you haven't, go do it. It's the same price. You can get it like a month ahead of time. Um, I watched, uh, Jess and I watched the Animal Crossing movie, the anime, last week. That was pretty rad. Um, that's what I was saying in my nickname is uh, there's a part where K.K. Slider plays in that and there's actually subtitles to it so you can find out what the lyrics to K.K. Oh. To KK Rhythm what, are. What are the lines? I honestly don't remember them. Some, probably something about, like, I don't know, being happy with your surroundings or something like that. It's very peaceful. But, no, the, the movie's really good. Like, uh, if you search it on Vimeo, you can find – it's like a se- – there's like seven parts. Actually, a friend of the show, uh, Fuchsia, sent me a link to it. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's cool. It's all, like, subtitled and uh, – it's actually really good. It's like around like two hours, but it's worth watching, you know, and it goes through the different like uh, seasons of Animal Crossing and, and it's, you can tell that it's like heavily based on the, uh, on the DS and Wii ones because like it mm-hmm. starts off with Cap'n like driving you to the town and all that or driving the character to the town. And there's is like the uh, you know, protagonist silent. No, no, it's actually, it's funny because there's, well, the main character is a, is a female, which is awesome named I, AI. And, uh, the second, the other character that's in there is the male. Named you, why you? So I thought that was funny. It's I and you are the two like human yeah. human characters that are there. There was a game name that it was called like you and me or me and me or whatever. I don't know if you guys remember that on the eShop. It's like some Bo- weird puzzle game where you're multiple selves. Baba is you? No, no, no. I played <laughs> that today also. That's another game I, I was checking out. Oh, yeah. That, uh, com- that comes out next week. Mm-hmm. But the demo is already free on uh, PC on H.io. Oh shit! Yeah, um, no, yeah, it was. I I don't remember they mentioned that. Were was the art style? Um, was it like actual like people? Was it like a cartoon? Like what was the? It was anime. The look of the movie. I mean, oh, it, it was, was anime. Okay. It was an anime movie. They had. I mean, their eyes were pretty big. I mean, it looks like, 
It looks like Animal Crossing, though. There's some 3D animation in there. So, but it, it definitely some trailer for it or something. It's good. I mean, it's it, really it good. It looks kind of painterly. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but it kind of looked like a little bit Ghibli influenced or. Yeah, kind of, but not as, not as nice looking, I guess. But no, I liked yeah. it. I liked it a lot. Like I really dug it. I thought it really gave you the idea of uh, of of um, Animal Crossing. Kind of made me want to play the game afterwards. But yeah, no, there's definitely like they do stuff with like the museum and like you know it's ba- and, like with digging stuff out of the ground and like pitfalls and like and like catching bugs and like the changing of the se- season and like fishing and all this. It's amazing, like all the stuff they could fit into the movie and that and still have. Like a through line and a plot and all that, mm-hmm. you know. What is the plot, by the way? I mean, I don't know how much I can do without spoiling it. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, main they're, they're the, paying off their house. I mean, the main plot is you're a character that gets driven to Animal Crossing. You know, you write your mom fairly often, which I thought was sweet. Um, the main character uh, meets some people that she really likes. One of them moves away. Like that's a big moment Aww. where she leaves without telling her. Um, she starts off as a de- she starts what a bitch. <laughs> she she starts off as a delivery person for uh for Tom Nook, like which you don't do in the game, but that was a cool like way for her to go around and meet all of the different people from the from the uh from the town. But it's pretty much a fish out of water story, you know? It's just a person coming to Animal Crossing and not so knowing what's going on. I've never heard <laughs> Animal Crossing described that way. It's actually really accurate, but kind of funny. It is, though. That's what it is. It's a fish out of water story, for sure, because you're the only human there, and you're surrounded by a whole bunch of animals that are all about so collecting the you're only a base by in the game, you know? You're like, this is n- not weird. <laughs> Your whole po- point is, yeah, you're a fish out of water, and your job is to, like, interfere in everybody's lives and, like, interject inject yourself into, like, everybody's relationships. Yeah, but they don't find it weird, really. They just they just no, like, like that. Hey, that's what humans do. From what I gathered from the movie, <laughs> they just basically like having somebody to bitch to or whatever. Like, just mm-hmm. be like, oh, here, here's somebody like, hey, look at my new outfit. Or like, hey, what about this furniture that I just got? Or, you know, they just like to have somebody to talk to. I like when they ask you for new catchphrases. That was like my favorite part of Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Because then you can yeah. make them say all sorts of, you can say, make them say tube and monkey or. Anything else? Metal, you had one say metal crop. Metal crop, yeah. Well, that was a that was a poem that you wrote that I named uh. it after. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a cool movie. Uh, you can find it on Vimeo. I I actually tried to buy it for just one year for Christmas, and I wasn't able to get it on DVD. But it's cool to be able to watch it. And we both really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it's a good thing to see. Aside from that, some stuff I actually played. Oh yeah, I started playing Pokemon Black two again, which was kind of like just something because watching the Pokemon Sword and Shield thing. I got all psyched about Pokemon, and I was like, well, I don't want to go back to Moon and Sun, because that's just too much, like, Generation 1 stuff in there. And probably my Mm -hmm. favorite Pokemon, aside from Pokemon Red and Blue, is Pokemon Black and White. So I was like, well, I was like, well, I could try to buy, I could buy, like, White again and start there. I could, like, restart Black, which I don't want to, because I put a lot of hours into Black. And I was like, well, because I had Black 2, and I didn't play it that much. So I'm like, well, I'll just play that. And I just, like, uh... I don't know, Sunday night, like after like late Sunday night, Monday morning when I got home, I was like, I need to find Black 2. And I was just like searching through my house and I finally found it. But <laughs> but yeah, now I started playing Black 2 again. And it takes me it takes you a minute to figure out where you were at and all that, but but I only put like about three hours into the game, so I haven't gotten that far. But yeah, no, I was itching for some Pokemon and Black and White was my favorite one because that was the only one that was like, Hey, we're gonna have new Pokemon through the whole game, and you're not going to see any of the old ones until after you beat the game. 
And I really respected them for that. And that's where we ran into, like I was telling Jeremy on the stream, that's where we learned of like Chandelier and like Trubbish and like uh, Vanillix and like all these weird ones that are based on like trash heaps and like ice cream cones. And, and Chandelier is a chandelier. You know, he's one of the best Pokemon out there. So it's, it's a fun one. And Tepig as well, which uh, was one of one of Natasha's favorite ones uh, last week when we had her on there. One of her favorite starters. So yeah, I've been I've been playing around with that, and uh, nice. it's it's nice to. I mean, I've I mentioned it before on the show, but I got to the point that I really missed playing my 3ds, so I started just playing 3ds games again because I didn't want to. I just hadn't been playing it for a while because I've only been playing Switch, and I was just like, man, I really miss the 3ds. That was a cool system. So now I'm playing yeah. D, now I'm playing DS games on 3ds. Because I, I miss, I don't know, I miss that stuff. And those games were really good. I mean, it, it's like older Pokemon, so you still have like HM slaves, and like you still gotta, there's not like the experience share and all that, so you gotta train, trade people out to get them levels and all that. But yeah, but it's fun to have because they don't really use much of the Pokemon from that generation, so it's cool to play around with. But yeah, it's nice to, I like playing 3DS stuff. Like I was telling Jeremy last night, like I got into I got into Persona Five on PS4, but then I started playing Persona Q on 3DS, and that's just all I've been playing. I didn't go back to Persona Five. I was just like just kept playing the 3DS game. So 3DS is still alive, will always be alive in my heart. I still love it. It's a great yeah, it's, it's a great nice system. system. There's too. a lot of really good stuff on there. What have you guys been playing? I've been talking for too long here. Let's, let's switch it over. Well, I tried playing my 3DS a little bit as well. I was playing some pocket card jerky, pocket card jockey, not <laughs> <laughs> jerky recently <laughs> that sounds tasty <laughs> card jerky um <laughs> i'm still playing final Fant- fantasy 9 that's fun still um i'm actually at a point where i need to, probably need to grind a little bit to get some better armor it's the best place to be no not really <laughs> not really <laughs> well jeremy but, likes that know. stuff that's his uh he actually likes to grind i like to yeah i mean it's kind of it, i thought it would be a little later in the game before i would hit that point where mm. i had to like because i because i've been rushing Mm-hmm. From place to place, mm-hmm. so yeah, I just need to I just need to level up a little bit more so I can beat this boss. But I'm playing that, and then uh, Delta Rune. Yeah, we we played that as well, but I figure we'll talk to it, talk about that yeah, when we'll we get to it that. later. Um, that just went live right after the we recorded last week. It did, yeah. It was at the very end of the episode. I was like, "Hey, go play Delta Rune," and it was and it was there. So it was a nice ending to the. Thanks episode. for giving us the game, Shrey. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, totally yeah directly like- correlated, <laughs> and it's out now. Go get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love to be on stage somewhere, and I don't know what role I would have where I could even say and say, "And it's out now." Well, that would be so dope. Oh, like sure. maybe like an EA original thing or something. I can host that. Zelda: Breath of the Wild Two is out now, but you can only buy it in stores. It's not on the shop. You gotta go. Oh my god! Gotta go break. So gotta, gotta go break into GameStops, and it's at like two in the morning. They're all closed. That would just oh, what'd be worse? There'd like, be riots in the street. Classic system. <laughs> the GameCube Classic is out now, and you need to go wait in line at Best Buy. Oh my Spot god! And it'd be even smaller than it already is. <laughs> the GameCube is the cutest console that has ever existed. The end. I can agree. It's got the handle on it, of course. You know, the handle actually looks like. Brass knuckles on it was their game. first uh, console portable attempt. Nintendo, the GameCube <laughs> handle, it, take it anywhere. Well, you remember the GameCube Classic Mini? Now. It could be a keychain. You just have a little <laughs> handle, put it on your key. Well, I feel like it would actually. I don't know. If well, you got to plug the controllers in there too for me to grab it. But I have the um, I have what is the GCHD adapter for the GameCube? I don't know mm-hmm. if I can reach it from here without having to unplug. Yeah, I can. Um, I feel like it would. You know, it would look like this, yeah, like yeah, a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, would, it would be so cute. Look how good this is. Yep. Make yeah. it. Yeah, like it. Um, <laughs> then you get a wave bird to attach to it. It would be awesome. For sure. Yeah, the GameCube is super adorable. The the uh, quality of life patch was released for Wargroove, so I tried playing that oh, a little yeah. bit today. That actually just happened today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the uh, checkpoint is amazing, but I've already checkpointed myself into a corner. Oh, no. Yeah. So I checkpointed <laughs> at the end too. of my turn. So <laughs> I need to start checkpointing at the beginning of my turn. Yeah. No, you should. That's something I need to make yeah. a point of doing because I like, I'm like, yes, this is great. And then the next turn, like, I lose. And then I'm like, well, hold on. What if I do it this way? I lose. Like, it just, I just keep losing. So I have to restart <laughs> the mission. Well, but I went in yeah. and I cha- changed my difficulty to medium mm-hmm. just because I've been on that oh, mission for so long. I okay. want to beat it. It's still hard. Still really hard. Oh, you changed, You went to changing the difficulty? I know last night you were telling me that you were adamant about like not changing the difficulty. But they, bro- yeah, they broke I'm you? Yeah, I'm really tired of this level. <laughs> so I did get the furthest I've gotten in the level, but it just gets to a point where like all these bad guys just start spawning right by where you are. And no matter how well you think you've done clearing it out, there's just a bunch more bad. Yeah. They're still like just knocking you out. Yeah. No, I, I, and then they start yeah. sending the dragons after you and it sucks cause you can't make dragons. Mm. Oh, you can't. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I was on a, it's like a side mission. Like at the very beginning of act three, I've been stuck on that. Like with the dude, with the, the dude who has the, um, the horse, the, the wooden horse. Oh There's yeah. Something I with that. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've been trying. It's a funny thing, like what Wargroove does kind of like, a, if you remember Fire Emblem, it'll like save after every turn that you do. So if you exit, it'll basically, like every time I start the game, it's like, hey, you have a game already started. Do you want to play it? And I'm like, yeah. And then I just watch my main dude get killed every time because that's uh-huh. what it does. It, it does shows do you that. like, it'll take you to that one turn when the person comes up and kills you. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. And then I'll play the game until I get to that part and then I'll quit because I don't want to play it again. And then when I start it again, it shows my dude getting killed at the beginning every time I start it. It's mean. That's what I'm saying. They they would do the same thing on Fire Emblem. Like, if you would, like, rage quit the game and then start it again, if you went to, like, the continue, it would continue to that part of your character getting killed and all that, and you have to watch it again. But no, they did... Yeah, they went through and put all the new icons and all that stuff in there. I played it a little bit, but... It's pretty cool so far. Um, definitely the checkpoint's my favorite thing, which I, I expected. One thing that sucks... Is that Nuru, the kind of like the plant lady, or she says she's like an alien. She's not even really a plant lady. That's what she says in the game. But um, she um, has this spell. Basically, it's a summon where she can summon any character she wants, like any of the um, units she wants right next to her as her groove. And it cost. It used to cost the same amount as just summoning them normally, but now it's double the price. Mm. That sucks. That's weird. So now I was like, I want to do it at night, but it costs like, 1600 or I don't know, double whatever it was before. And I'm like, damn it, I only have 1200. Why, why do you think that is? Like, why do you think they changed it? Because it was probably, uh, whatever, it was probably they thought an OP kind of thing. Well, they don't need to make it harder, though. I mean, I thought they were going to make it easier <laughs> with the For some stuff. reason, maybe people were complaining about it online and like mm. matches PvP. That's probably okay. where yeah, yeah. that came from. But yeah. that would be my guess. But uh, mm. yeah, it sucks because I really like that ability. But. Um, everything else seems good. Oh, it moves quicker. Like if you hold down the B button, everything just goes faster. And yeah, then I guess you can actually go yeah. in and um, and change the total speed of the game if you want uh, in the settings, which just got added recently. I haven't messed with that, but I mean, just holding down the button is working fine for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I'm can still s- I'm still learning enough that I kind of want to watch what's happening still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can skip like some of the fights, right? Like if you want to like do that yeah. like 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 the actual animations of the fight you cuz you'll know it. what's you pretty much know what's going to happen the 700th time you see two units fight each other so you don't really need to watch yeah. the animation but it's cool i mean the animation is keep, good though given this given this game new life it's a great game and i want to keep playing nice. it so i'm happy um and then other than that yeah tetris 99 i got 7th place that's my best place i've gotten um 
it definitely feel like I could feel my heart racing. Like once I get that final ten, it's like, yeah. The trick is to it's listen awesome to other though. music. Just mute the game <laughs> and put something else on. I love that music. I want to hear that music. I love that music, and especially but it when it's too it, stressful. Yeah. Like, well, it is. You're not gonna get me. Well, yeah. Last time I got in the top ten, I immediately lost because, like, because the music the changed. I'm like, yeah. I want to capture it. I want to capture it on my, uh, on the internal storage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and just the fact of like, yeah. I forgot where the button was on the controller, so I looked at the controller and I lost. Like, things were moving too quickly for me to like fuck around. The best thing I, about Tetris 99 is on the left side of the screen, you can see your failure coming for you, and you uh-huh. can't see that in real life. Like, it just hits you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where it has like, the the I stack of the blocks. Lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trey and I were having a kind of a good time last night. Blinking with the red, yeah. Yeah, we were we were matching up a lot. Like I'd say at least half the time, probably more than half the time, by doing the thing where we just time our like when you join the match. Yeah, two three join. I know. I wish they like. I know Nintendo's always like this, so I shouldn't even complain at this point. But I really wish they had like a team more stuff for that. Yeah, Yeah, like more supposedly. You know, hopefully they keep supporting the game and add. But it was cool because Trey and I obviously we can't see each other's screens. We figured it out though. Like, but we were like, but we actually there was a couple times where like I went out before he did or vice versa mm-hmm. where we could sort of describe what our screen looked like and then we would like actually find it on our yeah on the little on, little on our on the little no, tiny screen so it's kind yeah. of fun like being like oh i've got three orange and then it's three spaces after it is know, really like, cool when you're together I, that happened once with me and my brother because mm-hmm. my brother lives with me so yeah. he was playing literally like you know this way on my tv and i was playing handheld uh, yeah. sitting at his desk and I'm like, I think we're in the same game. Um, and his name is just Edwin, though, on there. And yeah. mine's Game Onesis, so it's a little bit easier to tell, like, because it could yeah. just be any Edwin, right? Yeah. But we, so we did see at the end, and literally, I was sixth, and he was seventh. It was yeah. like perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we had a couple. Yeah. We had a couple like that. Well, you we basically have to do it like Jeremy and I did this for Splatoon, also, where you just we just count to three. We'll do like three, two, one, go, and then we'll try to do it at the same time. And actually, after when they started the Nintendo Switch Online, Jeremy and I were able to do that first platoon too, where we would oh, nice. count down and hit go at the same time, and then we'd be in the same game because I don't know somehow it would put us together. And it was doing the same thing with Tetris ninety nine, and then we would describe yeah if one of us gets out, you would look at whatever squares were there, and we describe mm-hmm. like where the pieces were. It's pretty and try fun to figure though. Out um, if, if we were there I do or look not. forward to like syncing this footage up too because we both I think we both did a little better. We both understood the game a little better this time, so. Yeah, It'd it's really fun, fun to see people's runs of those. I saw one that I share on Twitter. I don't remember who did the post, but it's like somewhere in my Twitter account. And um, he got first place. And he got first place on a complete board clear. Like, it was the most beautiful thing oh, I've yeah. ever seen. I was, so satisfying. Great. Yeah, no, yeah, I've actually, awesome. I don't really watch a whole lot of YouTube videos. But, you know, once you watch one two YouTube video of one thing, you get, like, all these suggestions of different yeah. ones. So I watched, like, one video of how to play Tetris 99. So I've been getting all these other Tetris 99s thrown at me. And I watched this one of this dude just, like, setting up T-spins, like, one after another. And I was just, like, mesmerized by Oh, yeah, by, I got some it. T-spins last night. You know, which That's I don't understand sure. how to do them, but I like to watch other people do it. I think I need to watch more of it to figure it out. But I've been thinking about, like, I literally yeah. was playing the game earlier today, and I, like, had my phone near me. I'm like, what if I just looked up the YouTube video? I don't know. Why not just check? But I don't want to really fall on that hole yet. But we got to try to learn. When- I mean, you gotta you just watch how other people play, and you'll learn how to do it. You know what I've yeah. learned with the T spin thing and how I've gotten it to work. I, I haven't gotten. I'm not great at setting myself up for T spins. You know, I don't really understand that part just yet. But mm-hmm. once it's available, where I can do one, um, the key is to remember that you can rotate both directions. So when you're I like in a tight location, I do too. Yeah. I do too, just by habit. But, yeah, you gotta you gotta teach yourself. But you have to though. do it the direction of yeah. where the twist belongs, or it won't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 
once I once I realized that, I was like, oh, okay. That, no, I think that's actually my biggest yeah, handicap in Tetris that I only spin in one direction. For a long time, I didn't even know you could go in the other direction. And yeah, I, I watched I one of the. Yeah, um, I don't do it either. I just I just do a. It was like yeah. a competitive gaming documentary that I watched. I forgot which documentary it was, but they were like it was like Tetris players and. Mm. They were like doing this big competition, and one of them literally didn't know. And it's you know original Tetris on the NES, mm. um, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't even know you could spin in that direction." And everyone's like, "What the f-? like? You're like the one of the best players of all time, and you didn't even know that." But yeah, um, it was crazy Don't watching that documentary and people just being like super into it. And they said like you know because they would play so many hours, and they're like, "You'd go to bed, and when you close your eyes, you like see the lines." And I'm like, oh, yeah, fucked yeah. up, but it's kind of cool. Like I don't know, um, but yeah, I love I love stuff like that. In my fantasy life, I am like an esports player. Mm. I'm like a pro Splatoon 2 player in my mind. Mm. Um, but in reality, I'm just I'm okay. I'm like A rank. <laughs> like, I think you got to fake it until you make it, was, it. Yeah, I can't remember if it was in Portland or um, at Milwaukee, one of those two game conventions I went to. But there was this vendor there that had these giant screens that were probably like six feet tall. And it was a, it was a giant like LCD Tetris game mm-hmm. or whatever with like the bright lights. It was really expensive. It was a couple hundred bucks, but man, I've I've always wanted one of those on my wall since I saw it. Like just like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's just like a huge, always going Tetris game that you mm. can just use as a decoration in your house. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I did buy something, but I didn't buy a game this week. Oh so yeah, yeah. What did you get? No game. I bought. Uh, I went on Fiverr dot com, and I wanted to check out Fiverr for a long mm-hmm. time. I've heard some funny stories about it, but I've also heard like. <laughs> Some pretty legit stuff is on there. So I've been trying to get back into uh, making YouTube videos, but I want them to be a little more professional. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wonder if I if I can commission people to write chip tunes for you. Of course you can. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. I found someone who's going to write like a custom song for the, my outro. Oh, and wow. it's only 15 bucks. Nice. So 15? If oh. it's really cool, oh. he said he'll be able to like expand it and maybe do an intro based on the same theme and hmm. all kinds of crap like that so we'll see how it goes but i'm kind of excited that i've commissioned my first musical work oh wow that's cool that's cool yeah no i didn't know i mean yeah i mostly it was kind of impulsive but it was so cheap and like i've been wanting a just a stock song that i can use like a a consistent song for like Mm -hmm. when it shows the info at the end of the video or whatever so sure that'll be it'll be fun it'll be like our informal theme song you just want to. You don't want to use like the weird laughing from Killer Seven, like I use. You don't want to use that. <laughs> well, I use. I, I really <laughs> like the my end of all my Game videos. Boy, <laughs> my Game Boy glitch noise that I recorded myself is what I was using. Oh for yeah, yeah. Time. But uh, I don't know. It's just it'll just be fun to have another option. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I guess like the way it works on Fiverr is you get like two revisions or something. So he can submit the work to me. And if I don't like it, he, he has mm-hmm. to fix it twice, I think, which is kind of cool. So I don't know. I don't know much about music. I'm not really, I'm probably not going to be like, uh, I'd rather be flat there. And I'm not going to be like that, but you need yeah, to change it's, like, your it's so hard to describe what you even want. Like my brother's you need a to musician pitch. and I've had him do music well, for, he like, was... projects. And I'm like, make it. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, uh, make it sound like, blah, blah. he's like, I don't know what that means. And you that's, can... Commission a yeah. musician in your own house—that's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he uh, made uh, music for my old channel. That's so cool. Um, that's like something I wanted for a long time, and I've got a couple of friends that make music, but they just mm-hmm. always seem like they're too busy to to do it. So yeah. I was like, I'll just get on Fiverr and check this out. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, 
I'm probably going to end up like looking for like artwork from there and stuff too because mm-hmm. I was just kind of going to the rabbit hole looking at all the different styles and stuff people do. For sure. Nice. I just want to say a quick story about Final Fantasy IX. I know I was thinking about not saying it, but so last night I was telling you, Jeremy, <laughs> that I was stuck on Final Fantasy IX. Like I was in a part where I was getting killed constantly. So I was at the, I was at the part in the uh, woods where like you get attacked by all those plants, like at the uh-huh. very beginning. And, um, all my guys were dead except for Blank, the character that you have for a second. And uh-huh. and I was I started killing guys with Blank, and then I realized that I could move, so I could run away to where I wasn't constantly getting attacked. And I was able to bring Zidane back, and he like gained like one level, but I got like five levels with Blank. And then Blank dies there. Spoilers. It's like the first ten minutes <laughs> of the game, but the one character that I had leveled up more than anybody else ends up turning into a black and white picture and. And gets concealed inside of the tree forest level in Final Fantasy IX. He turns into a pre-rendered background. He does, yeah. And he, and I was like, what? I was playing it earlier, and I was like, man, the only person I had, the only one that was alive that was getting leveled up, he died. And I was, yeah. tra- and I was thinking, I was like, if I wouldn't have phoenixed down Zidane, like, would have, would I get a game over there? Because he was the only person I had alive that was fighting the plants. Like, I don't if, think so. Like, if I he think, died, I think in he the... was the only one alive when it happened to me too. Oh, really? Because uh, I was like, if he dies in the cutscene and all my other guys are dead, like, does that give me a game over? I like how this, as far as I know, no. I really like how that game auto saves constantly, the Final Fantasy Nine remake. Because uh, I like I, I like rage quit the quit the game all the time, and then I restart it, and I'm in the same spot that I was when I rage quit. Like it like it auto saves constantly. Weirdly enough, so I've only saved like a couple times, and I just go to continue. It'll just take me to wherever I was. And I'll nice. just you just quit it and you come back to it. So thankfully I haven't because like even when I first played it on the stream I was like I played it for a little bit and I'm like ah, I don't want to do it right now and I quit it and I didn't <laughs> want to go back to it because I didn't want to go through the beginning again. But it auto saved so it went right back where I was. So so that's a good thing that's on there. But um, if you guys are done with your games, let's talk to John. John hasn't said much over here. Sure. Yeah. So I got a couple things this week. I got Toe Jam and Earl, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit more. But I, I enjoyed the game. Steel Series Arctis 7 2019 edition. I got new headphones. So oh, those are some fancy looking headphones. Yeah, yeah. I decided to finally go for it. I've never had like a nice, really nice pair of headphones, and so I ordered them. I haven't got them yet. But how'd yeah, you go I, about? I, uh, how'd you go about picking them? Did you like know other people recommended it? Did you research it? Like, how did you find which ones you wanted? I researched it. Yeah, IGN actually had a, a best gaming headphones. Uh, article so i i referenced that the amazon reviews and all that stuff and that seemed to be the one to get um mm-hmm. and not only that but they were on sale they were down 30 bucks uh nice. from 150 to 120 so got those this week uh, i can't wait to get them actually pick them up in the mail yeah so in addition to that i got some news well i went to the the local game store for the first time like the local used game store in my neighborhood you know i, mm-hmm. I just moved recently mm-hmm. um yeah it was called uh, it's a store called gameplay long beach and it's great like it's an awesome store i'm gonna be going back there a lot it's a little bit out of my way that's why i haven't been there yet but uh, i found um one of the rare games that i found there was mighty final fight for nes yeah they had it there for 199 200 dollars so- Two hundred dollars, yeah, way too expensive for that. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like a rare game, right? Like fairly rare. I mean, because I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's, it's like a late stage a good game. NES game. And it's funny because I remember being a kid when that game came out. I saw an ad for it in the magazine. I remember the ad for the magazine, and I always liked beat 'em ups ever since I was a little kid. I was like, oh, I got to get that game. Um, and now I really wish I had gotten that game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I saw that. Um, and then also, I've got an update on my Pro Controller issues. Nice. So they sent me 
a new one in the mail. A different so, controller? A whole new controller? Like a, a whole new controller, yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, however, this one also has the issue. So, yeah. Oh, no. no I think you're gonna. Yeah, I think you're going to have the issue regardless. Regardless, yeah. What's what issue are you experiencing? Because there's been a couple. The D pad. It's it's the phantom. It's the phantom press. Like a, it'll hard drop when you're not hard dropping. I mean, it's you, crazy how Tetris 99 exposed well, like all of the hardware. Like, well, I was gonna mm-hmm. I was gonna say this has been something I've been bitching about since Street Fighter Ultra, like Ultra Street Fighter 2 came out in the first year of the Switch. I'm just saying, once you if you're like a if you're a fighting game fan, you know how you know when a D pad is bad. Like once you start playing a fighting game. And right when I bought Ultra Street Fighter was when I started looking for better controllers because I could already tell that the Pro Controller was shit. And also, mm-hmm. the Pro Controller was what threw Celeste under the bus for me because I couldn't play the game because the controller was so bad. And we talked about that even with you on the show, Janet, <laughs> when I was saying that I had to use mm-hmm. the Joy-Cons because the analog sticks worked a little bit better. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah the, the Pro Controller's D-pad was killed for me two times, so Street Fighter 2 and Celeste. And now that everybody's playing Tetris on 99, they're finally getting around to it. But I feel like this has been like like something we've been talking about for a long time on the on like various social media stuff, like just about how bad mm-hmm. the D-pad is, is on that. And sending it, mm-hmm. and we talked about this with what like John was saying as well, like sending it in, it's like, what are they going to do? Because like their product in itself is faulty. So like how much better are they going to make it? Like I do feel like, so you know, John, when you sent it in, you sent in your... Was it just like the black pro controller and they sent you back another black pro controller? Is that correct? So I think my like, well, I don't even know if it's a conspiracy theory because I think it is kind of proven. Um, I heard uh, that like the later iterations of the pro controller are better. Uh, and I have a switch pro controller and mine doesn't have any of those issues. It's still not like I think I might have maybe experienced like a few weird things here and there. But my brother has the original like black one that came out like when yeah. the switch first came out mm-hmm. and his has like a bunch of issues. His Joy-Con also have some issues because he has the uh, the yellow ones, which came out. The first variant, the arms, arms ones, yeah, yeah. I have the Splatoon two ones, which you know. So he has like, I got those too. It's funny. It's like he has he got Joy-Con drift when he played Breath of the Wild the other day. His Pro Controller D pad is like trash. So I think maybe that's one reason that you had the same issue when they sent you another one because I think that model is just broken. Yeah, it could be, and you know, um, when when they sent it back, it wasn't actually even sent to Nintendo. It was sent to a third party. That I guess solves these issues for mm-hmm. Nintendo. Um, it was set to chat, sent to Chatsworth, California, which is like you know just a few neighborhoods over from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it back within two days. I got the new one back within two days, and I'm, I'm just wondering, like maybe this company, you know, which again was not Nintendo, maybe they just have an old stock of Pro controllers. Mm-hmm. In in any case, I'm gonna keep sending it back until it's solved <laughs> yeah i mean you should i mean and they right. have good you know for what's worth i hear i haven't really used it myself but nintendo's customer service is pretty oh like, no yeah they're, yeah they're definitely good i've, I've called them well i think i mentioned i mentioned on the show before but my wii like my wii died three times and uh <laughs> it got fixed twice for free and the third time i paid for it but no they were always cool about it they sent me like the the shipping like Mm-hmm. Like I printed it off at a FedEx and like, you know, did it all for free until that last time. And they you no, know, they were very, very cool about it. And I've sent in many of things to get fixed or replaced or whatever with them. And, but, but it's, but I think like the main thing is like, and I've watched videos of like people, I don't know if you can do it through the switch menu or whatever, like where you push mm-hmm. different directions and it still shows the fanning pre- fan impressing yeah. directions yeah, you that you're not doing. Yeah. Like even on the newer ones, like I feel like they're all, mm-hmm. 
not working. And yeah, I'm a little suspicious right. of the new ones, yeah. but I haven't had um, yeah. any or many issues with mine. Mm. So I think the newer ones are a little bit better. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I posted of... about this issue a couple times, and I've had more than one person respond to me just say, "Man, just get a different controller." You know, they're never going to solve it, whatever. I'm like, the reason that they're not tackling the issue is because people are just getting different controllers. Yeah. And so I would like to be one of the also, people they're, who... Also, they're expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. It's 70 like, bucks. You, you're going to pay for work. this controller. Dude, hey, <laughs> like, no, I'm not work. paying for it. You yeah. just got to you just gotta get, yourself, you just get yourself a $20 adapter like me, and then you can use all your 100 controllers that you have at home on it. Which like, I'll probably do in the meantime, honestly. Doing. Yeah. But I, I do want my pro controller that works i don't want to have to switch controllers for <laughs> every game right yeah yeah oh switch yes hey yes. man huh. i was in the same boat with a uh, street fighter when i bought the uh, pokemon the talking or the talking mm-hmm. the, the pocket controller i bought that for street fighter because of the because of the you know the digital pad and all that and i was kind of tired of switching controllers but now i just use the wii classic through that mm-hmm. gbro adapter and actually in your you asked me last week i think john about whether you could where whether you have a home button or not, if you're using mm-hmm. a GameCube controller, yep. and you actually do, you actually use the um the power button on the G Bro adapter is your home button. I just figured cool. that out today when I was trying to figure out how to do the the Wii U Pro controller. So you do have a home button on there and a capture button as well. But that's been my favorite thing right now. The only thing is I can't click in the analog triggers, I guess, on the Wii Classic controller. But yeah, as far as I know, what I'm playing doesn't have that on there. Like with the stuff I've been regularly playing with it, so. I need don't need to worry about it, but it's perfect for uh, for Tetris ninety nine. It's my favorite controller for that. Yeah, I've already ca- called Nintendo again and set up the whole <laughs> other other repair and everything. Um, the guy suggested to me that maybe the issue could be my Switch. This uh, guy seems seemed less informed about mm-hmm. this issue than than the first guy. The first guy, I got the impression that he knew this was a problem and mm-hmm. he just couldn't outright say it to me. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like this other guy who was perfectly nice and cordial and all that stuff just was not aware of the D-pad issue. And so he said, maybe try trying somebody else's switch and all this stuff. And <laughs> I just kind of went along with it. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to send it in again. So look forward to our new feature, recurring feature, John's <laughs> Pro Controller update. I like it. I like it in here. Week after I'm week. invested Keep doing in it. Yeah. I don't yes, know. yes. You should thank like, you, have thank you. pictures of it in a bunch of different places every time you send it in. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like, like Flat Stanley? <laughs> uh-huh. With the Pro Controller? Yeah. Pro Controller. It, it sucks that you have to spend so much time without your Pro Controller, John. Like, do you think you're just going to try to get a newer one and see if it's different? Or you're just going to keep rocking the Joy-Cons? Because you have the original ones, which I yep. heard people were having trouble with that, too. Which, it's like, when cons? I was... Yeah, like yeah. these, you know, the the gray ones, so or the blue and red ones, mm. like whatever came with the with the system originally, because um, I was playing that a little bit, like in the on the dog, you know, like the dog face one, and it was kind of mm. feeling a little weird. And then I used my, I have the Splatoon one two two ones as well, and I was using mm-hmm. those on there, and they seemed better before I got really? into the Wii Classic, which was the best, you know, that I had. But I was kind of, I don't know, I I didn't know, I didn't know that about that because I have gotten some. I feel like I've gotten phantom drops with the dog face too, yeah. but I also feel like maybe it's just my fault. Yeah, I because it's happening I, a lot less often. I think on the original yeah. one, I did a little bit, like the very, like the gray one that came with the system, seemed a little, seemed a little off, but yeah. it did seem a little bit better on the other one. But it just sucks because Nintendo invented the fucking D pad. So like, what's 
what's going on, yeah. guys? Like, you started this shit back in the NES time. Like, what's yeah, the problem, man? <laughs> like, this is, I mean, really, aside from the D-pads being small and ga- on the GameCube controllers, there's really not been a problem with D-pads for Nintendo. Like, the GameCube one, I had to order those hoary ones and had the bigger <laughs> D-pads. But, but other than that, like, it's been legit. You know, like, I mean, I guess you had to connect the different stuff for the Wii, but that was expected, you know. But still, you could turn it on the side, like, if you're playing NES games, and D-pad mm-hmm. worked fine. So what So what happened, man? Like, what the fuck happened there? That They got a new D-pad guy? Is that, is that what's going on? They hired <laughs> a new guy that didn't understand D-pads? I don't know. Such a He's random lost his direction. He's lost, his, lost direction. his direction. But, I mean, yeah, like, anybody... Anybody who plays fighting games, like once you start playing those, you know when there's a bad D-pad. And I knew it pretty early. On the, I think on it was hard controller. to tell. It's like, yeah. is the fighting game community onto something? Or are they just complaining because they're like intense? <laughs> I think that's why no one listened. We're like, oh, you know how they are. Like, yeah. well, it's I always mean, something. You could, I, I think you can figure out. If you, can, if you can't do a Hadouken naturally, there's something wrong with your controller. Yeah, but I it's feel. funny that like certain... Like, I never would have expected, like, a specific style of game to, like, expose a hardware flaw in this way. Um, because I've, you know, I, th- I think pretty much all of us had it to switch at launch, right? Like, it's, like, it's yeah. been so long. And suddenly this issue cropped up for, like, everyone. Um, so I think it's, I don't know, I guess, like, when you demand certain things out of the hardware, you start to realize, like, the weak points of it. Um, because, like, you're moving so quick in Tetris 99. I think same, similar stuff for, you know, fighting games. So, mm-hmm. I um, think, yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting to see. I think a lot of well, I said this before in the show, but I think a lot of it is the precision. Like same with like Celeste. Like when it's when it's a game that expects you to have precision in the controller and the controller's not giving you that, like that's why you will notice that. Where in mm-hmm. some like two D platformers at night may not need to be as precise, but for like Street Fighter or Celeste or like Tetris, it needs to be precise. And you'll notice when it isn't. You know, I feel and like And a lot of games don't even thing. use the D pad. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. use D pad for like any games yeah. except for like Tetris, basically. Yeah. Right. Like, I used it all throughout the Messenger, which I, I loved that game. Well, no, you need to that for is, that. Yeah. But it didn't, that, but it didn't fuck up. Yeah. Per, fairly precision based platformer, but you know, I don't think I ever had to use the up button. Yeah, you um, don't. Or if you accidentally hit the. If you hit the left or right and up accidentally happened, it didn't really doesn't do anything. Make a difference, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it doesn't yeah. do anything in that game. So you wouldn't notice it in that. But where, like, right. Celeste, where you have to angle, like, up, you know, like have to do the up diagonals and all that and mm-hmm. you definitely notice it but yeah no i played through all of the messenger with the pro controller and it didn't bother me at all so Same that, that is in there it, is that all you've been playing for the week john that's it for me all right this is our this is our really long intro uh why don't we take a quick break and then we'll try to like pound through the uh news and topic as quick as we can because i don't want to go super long but we'll be cool. right back everybody stay tuned the news here guys let me let me consult our wonderful format 
that John's been doing for us. So a uh, new thing John put in there, steals and deals, which I think is important, but there's a lot of cool stuff on sale <laughs> this week. Um, one of them being uh, Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, Jeremy and Jana both really like that game. Okay. It's on sale. It's on sale through uh, March 14th, so you got some time on there. But 20 bucks out of 60 is pretty good. This one I put in there just for you, for you Janet, because uh, uh, just yes. Dan- all, all of the just dances are like fifty to sixty percent off. So um, I know that you that you enjoy those games. Uh, just Dan- just dance twenty nineteen is twenty dollars. Uh, twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen are sixty percent off. So I think they're a little bit less. But I thought that was interesting that they're all on sale on there. Do so- those games use motion controls? They do. You of course uh, they do, just yeah. hold the Joy-Con in you your dance, hand. You dance. Yeah. Um, okay. And you I only have I, to use I guess one. I played the Wii one back in the day. It's probably similar to that. Yeah, you only you have only to use have to one. one. That's interesting. Yeah, which is nice. And you can, you can, it still supports phones even on Switch, so you could have like a lot of people. But yeah, you just put the Joy-Con grip on there so you don't mm. throw it away. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you can half ass the dances because it doesn't see you. Mm. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's not a camera on there. Doesn't yeah, so it's not a connect, so it's not it's not as, <laughs> as hard to. Oh, do. sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just, I found that interesting. They're all on sale. Uh, Starlink is twenty nine ninety nine through the fourteenth as well. Um, I can see that because I bought it physically, so <laughs> actually let me see nice. the price for it. Um, nice. Starlink is is whatever. I actually kind of I was like sort of meh on that game. Um, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. That's kind of what I thought about it. But it's on sale. And Still, it has DLC for the next coming. Week. And it has DLC coming. Uh, both of the South Park games are on sale. I really enjoyed the first one. I didn't play through it all the way, but I liked what I played of it. Have you played Fractured Butthole? I have not, no, but I heard it's not as good. Yeah, I've I've thought about getting it a few times. It's I like, looked at it. I thought about it. Well, you can get you can get both of them for less than forty bucks, which is pretty good because they both were released at sixty. And uh, late shift, the game that we've talked about many times. Actually, Janet was one of the reasons that I ended up getting it. You and you and uh, our other other friend of the show, Kate, like both said it was great, and uh, I ended up checking it out. It was actually the last game that I played of last year because uh, Jess and cool. I played it then on New Year's Eve, and uh, it was kind of in the. Um, well, I'd played a little bit before Bandersnatch, but we had just played Bandersnatch before that, and I was like, "This mm-hmm. game is way better." And Jess was like, "Yeah, this game's way better than Bandersnatch." So, but it's a it, it already re- it was already like pretty cheap to begin with. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty affordable, and it's on uh, every platform yeah. pretty much. It's on, yeah. it's even on iOS. Uh, I don't know if it's on Android, mm. but but it's on. I'm saying it's on sale right now, and I think like regular price is like twelve bucks or something like that. So yeah. it might be under ten. I'm just saying. You should ch- people should check it out. Like, there's a, it's a lot of fun to play if you like like choose your adventure type stuff. There's a lot of different endings and stuff like that. And I think it's like an hour and a half to play through it like once, you know. And it's and uh, yeah, I recommend it. Totally check it out. Like, it's uh, I've had yeah, a lot of fun with it. It's I, FMV, but it's um, since it's literally like choosing a path in a film, it doesn't feel like as cheesy as like well, I think when we think of FMV, we think like. It's a person in a fighting game, but this this feels a lot more like you're controlling a <laughs> it's film way, after that. It's way better than uh, – well, because the first time I looked at this was actually in comparison to Night Trap because we were talking yeah, about Night Trap. Night right. Trap. And I was like, wow, this like, game is like way ahead of Night Trap. <laughs> I was like this – because even the opening of it, I was like, oh, you got a budget here. Like this looks like an actually legitimate movie here. You yeah. know, it doesn't, it doesn't look campy. You know, it's like it, it looks like a legitimate indie movie, you know, so. Yeah. And last Do time – The choices uh, that you make in the game – like affect everything later on or is it okay they do yeah but it's not stuff like you know someone will trust you or not trust you based on how you behaved to them before or like some things are kind of inevitable you can kind of tell that like they kind of make you 
end up like I because I, I played it like a lot to get all the endings. Um, but for the most part, there's a, a lot of your choices do matter, minus like a few of them that they funnel you through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and there's like seven different endings, I think. I thought there uh, was more. I was going to say there was like ten or eleven. I think. Oh, is there? There might be. Um, I don't remember how many there yeah. are, but I did get all of them. So and it tells you your your information, how many scenes you've seen, yeah, how many the, endings you've got. At the end, it'll give you a little tally of like what you've done, what you haven't. But it's a lot of fun to play. Actually, the first time I played it, I just was like, I'm just going to choose all the things that I would never choose. Like whenever somebody's like got a gun on you and says like, "Hey, do this," and you just like hit resist every time. I was just doing that for the fun of it. But yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun to play. It's like just do you know, just do what you don't want to do. Like leave that person over there, fuck them, you know. Yeah, it was fun. It's a good game. No, but I, I totally recommend it, and it's and it's already pretty cheap, and it's on sale now. So you know, so check it out for sure. Uh, another thing, Rayman Legends for fifteen ninety nine is a pretty damn good deal too. If you don't have that game, that mm-hmm. game's really cool. I played through it on Wii U. So I'm not buying it again on Switch, but if you did maybe play it on Wii U and you want to play it again, or you haven't, fifteen ninety nine is a pretty rad deal for that. Yeah, great game. And uh, I think Jeremy put this on here. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go, thirty dollars at Meyer. That's and, a deep cut. <laughs> I love Meyer. I know you. Yeah. Said, so uh, yeah. W- when I first saw this, it was Wario sixty four again, which I've come to really love. Oh yeah, great account. <clears throat> but uh, people in the comments on the Twitter post were like. Oh, yeah, just go to Best Buy. Because this is in-store only at Meijer. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can take that price and do a price match on BestBuy.com, and then you get a free steelbook. Oh, great. Because that's, that's a deal cool. they have where you get a free steelbook when you get it. So okay. I haven't I haven't bought it. I almost did the other it's day. Not gonna, you, you, you actually have to call them. It's not going to make up for it. website. It's not going to make up for that shitty motion control that you have to do in Doc mode. Right. I don't. I don't really care that much about playing it, but I thought that was a pretty damn good deal. Yeah. It's not oh, yeah. that old of a game, and yeah. it's a pretty popular game. So. Well, this, this is what I told. This is what I told Jeremy last night on the stream. Don't buy it. Just wait till Sword and Shield comes out. It's going to be a much better game. Don't bother. Oh, yeah. Don't I bother don't. with Let's Go. Like, really, don't. I have like, no. Why interest do you hate Eevee? <laughs> I'd rather just. I don't play hate. I don't hate Blue. I don't hate Eevee. I just hate a game that doesn't let me use the Pro Controller when it's in the fucking dock. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Why can't I use the Pro it's Controller when it's on the TV? I want to play it's my Switch games on the TV. because you have to get the, uh, on the, TV. the Pokeball Controller. I don't want it. And it doesn't work we well. We have that in my apartment, the Pokeball one. It's the same as like the. It's like the same as what we were saying about the control pad. Like when you try to like. It's a little weird. Yeah. When you try to make <laughs> when you try to make a thing go a certain way and it doesn't work, like. 90% like what like half of the time it doesn't do what you tell it to do it's frustrating and why should you play that game that's was my big problem with let's go is that it was only good when I was playing it in handheld and I don't I play my switch in docked mode 90% of the time so it's like and I kind of want I was like well I should just throw my head down and just try to like blow through let's go but I don't know I'm kind of done with nostalgia as far as Pokemon goes like I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've seen so much of the generation one for the past like five generations or whatever and Come on, guys. That's why I was playing. Come on, the cave, Zubats, it never gets old. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful. No, that's why, I was, that's why I wanted to play black and white again, because all that shit was new, and nobody cares about fucking Chandler and all those great Pokemon that were in there. <laughs> but uh, that's why I was playing those games, because <laughs> that's what I want from Sword and Shield. But yeah, Chandler. No, no, Chandler's awesome, dude. He's a good, he's a good guy, man. He's a fire type. Fire type ghost. Two, two, so there... great, two great types there. There's a game that's on sale I thought we should mention just because it's pretty topical based on some kind of sad news that we all I think we've all probably seen by now online. Oh uh, yeah, no, Jeopardy's you're right. on sale yeah. for ten bucks. Hey, that game's oh, really yeah, yeah. that game's really good. Uh, Jess and I play it very, fairly frequently. I play I played it with you guys. It's pretty fun. Yeah, Jeremy I, played I wish, it with us as well. I miss the old it's, days when you type stuff in. Like, 
Yeah. That was that was so fun. Yeah, that was back. Well, I mentioned before on the show, but I'm a big Jeopardy fan. I have a I have Jeopardy on Super Nintendo. I have NES Jeopardy. I have like a 64 you Jeopardy. You have it on every console. PlayStation you know, 2. Uh, yeah, I have a bunch of different versions of Jeopardy. I've just kind of collected it. I different things, but it's a lot of fun to play. It's a good party game, you know. I actually even bought like a three a three player adapter for my PlayStation Two so I could play Jeopardy like with three players. But but no, it, yeah. And I, I thought I thought about buying it just out of respect for Alex Trebek because uh, it's good though. He, it's it's good and it's yeah. cheap. It's only like ten bucks. No, it's a lot of fun yeah. to play. Jess and I still play it like on the regular. He, so. he, in case any listeners don't know, uh, yeah, he released a statement today. I'm sure everyone knows by now, but that he's been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah, it sucks. and uh, nobody nobody's saying that's good. Stage four is bad in yeah. any cancer. So um, how do I, we don't know how much longer Alex Trebek's going to be around, which yeah. is really sad because he's just kind of like one of those people that's just ubiquitous. And, mm. and I think about like TV, Alex Trebek's like in his mustache even yeah. still like been stands out of my mind time. from back in the day as being something. And then I didn't really like, believe it or not, I wasn't like much of a sports person back in high school. Um, I did Scholastic Bowl, which was pretty much Jeopardy. Um, yeah, no, you and that's did. how I got that's how I like, got my varsity letter and everything. So um, I don't know. It's, it rings near and dear to my heart. The show that he's hosted for what is it like close to 40 years now? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's and like I said, the game's a lot of fun. Unfortunately, the Switch version has no Trebek in there. There's no version of him at all. You will not uh, see him. They're getting us prepared. Sorry, Which sucks. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was horrible. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's actually kind what of like darkly soon? funny. I did. I, uh, I love. I love his courage in that video, though. Like how he. Uh, he basically said like, like, like a, a joke. joke at the end. Uh-huh. Yes. The well, joke he said, was cute. well, he says like I'm. I'm in contract to do Jeopardy for three more years, so I gotta fight it, so I can keep doing it. And I love that. I love his dedication to it. And yeah, I mean, as far as we know, he isn't like some sort of weird like child molester or anything else. Like, there's he hasn't been me too or anything. <laughs> he so, hasn't been canceled yet. Well, so. you know, I <laughs> mean, in God. this in this day and age, in 2019, this is something we have to deal with all the time. Is that it might there might be some shit that comes out of nowhere that you know he did some things. But thankfully, Alex Trebek <laughs> is still pure. And he's keeping he's been things on TV pure for 40 as of right years. Now. Had no scandals. Yeah, not that I can remember anyway. I'm just saying that's great. You know, with the world that we're in, yeah, you might. We we salute you, Alex Trebek. But he's already, I guess, he's already started, like you know, proposing different people to replace him and stuff. So he's already, he's like being proactive. Uh, It's it's heavy. It's not going to be the same. Cancer is like a serious thing, and I'm sure for people that have had like loved ones have cancer, Mm. it's a huge topic. But like, it's it must be just so crazy to like face your own mortality like that. You Uh know, like. Picking who's gonna take your job yeah. when you're dead, like uh-huh. and knowing that death yeah. is right there, oh it's like yeah. that's that's like too way too much. I yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's like that's crazy. But and then being a public figure and having yeah. to like, beat the beat the press to the story it so to speak so that nothing's misrepresented he wanted yeah. to make sure i mean I, I respect that for sure i do too Big uh, time. i was gonna yeah. say like the thing you're facing your mortality i'm like alex you got to get to those one piece episodes man there's like 800 of them but you got to finish them before <laughs> you die they're very good trust me that's what i would do if i only had like a week left i just try to get the rest of, through the rest of one piece hmm. but uh yeah <laughs> anyway throw the mustache back please <laughs> Yeah, the mustache can. the mustache might help you, man. I mean, you never know. That might have been like your your power. The source like, of his uh, power, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, the game is awesome on Switch. Jeopardy is very good. Uh, you guys, like I said, if you if you have friends that like Jeopardy and you want to play a party game, that's a lot of fun to play. Definitely check it out. That we, cool. yeah, I, Jess and I play it. Uh, our our roommate Conan plays it with us. Jeremy has as well. If mm-hmm. if John was here and we had it, he'd play it also because Jeopardy's fun. It's a fun thing to play, and there's a lot of. 
a lot of cool like pop culture stuff and all there all that in there. I think uh no that the Wii U one was the one where I epically won at the end because there was a Star Trek category that was only based on titles of the original series episodes, which I killed that one. But that was that was an epic Jeopardy game for me. But anyway, let's move on to more new stuff. So there's a there's been some new games announced for the Switch. Uh one of them I'm super excited about. I'm probably the only one excited about it, but uh but uh Turok Dinosaur Hunter is coming to Switch in a couple weeks. I kind of wish it was coming out now so I could play it. <laughs> I was about to say that as my nickname. It was going to be like I am Trey. I am Turok Johnson because I played <laughs> I played a lot of Turok one when it came out in high school. And a friend Turok of Turok came out before GoldenEye, didn't it? It did, yeah. Uh, Turok was probably the first first-person shooter game that I bought uh, for the for the 64 when I was in high school. When I was yeah. 17, I think, when it came out. Yeah. As I'm recalling, I think that's part of the reason why I was excited about it, because it was, I think it was the first first-person shooter on, on then 64. And it just seemed cool because of that. Um, but then I remember, of course, GoldenEye eclipsed it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then the fog. The fog is the other thing that I remember about that game. Well, it was a, it was a really everywhere. it was a really really early one though. Like it was kind of one I just like I just got because I thought it might be cool. I mean, it's like hey, it's a comic book, it's a first person shooter. Like it might be all right, and it ended up being like a lot of fun. Yeah, the fog is really bad on it, but this is a remastered version, so maybe they cut the fog back a little bit, but. But no, I had a blast playing it when I was a kid. I played through it multiple times. Um, I bought Turok 2. I never beat that one, but I think the first one's the best one. So, And, you know, I, I love those old school first-person shooter games from, like, that timeline, from, like, 64, like, GameCube PS2 time. So I'm excited about it. I'm going to play the shit out of it. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Martin Watts from N64 today, has uh, posted some stuff on Twitter about it. He was Basically, actually... Basically, like, yeah, kind of being like, why are people saying this is, like, a... A cult, a cult game, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, yeah, I mentioned that on, uh, or I commented on it because he was kind of like ragging IGN a little bit, being like, "Hey, uh, Turok's a cult game. Well, it outsold these ten games on '64, like Paper Mario and like Banjo Tooie and like a uh, bunch, bunch of other shit that that I was actually surprised that it, yeah, it outsold like F Zero X and like Pilot Wing '64 and like Mario Golf, like all these games that were big, like uh." But it was, yeah, uh, those those games were kind of always a little bit of an awkward position historically because, like, I I can see you know where it's coming from. Where like statistically, it's not a cult classic because it was commercially popular at its time. But I feel like historically, mm-hmm. it's a cult classic because mm-hmm. when you think of best yeah. N sixty four games, no one's Nobody no one's saying it, yeah. Like, you yeah, know? yeah, that's what they um, mean. Right. But yeah, so it's yeah. kind of um. I guess the problem is we don't really have a term for that. You mm-hmm. know, like contextually sure. a cult sure. classic. Like it's, it gets yeah. kind of a little bit awkward. There's um, the people who appreciate what it was in its time, but you know, then very quickly after that, Golden Eye just obliterated it. Right? Yeah, it's in a weird it did, position. But there... There's a lot of games like that where it's like, it, I feel like you know, uh, I mean, there's so many games that like fall into that, like you know, Luigi's Mansion. Is that really a cult classic? Because Luigi's Mansion fans don't shut up about it. Because I'm one, and I don't stop talking about sure. it. So like, how 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 un- yeah. unknown is this game? I think maybe I think it, maybe it was until. Two came out, and then now there's a third one coming out. So yeah. you definitely yeah, can't call it a yeah. like classic it, it anymore. It gets in this weird space, sure. but uh, well, so Turok's yeah. in a weird, a weird place. Yeah, but I, I'm 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 very excited to play it. Like I, I'm totally getting it 100. I, I love Turok, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was just a game that I had a lot of fun with. It's a, and I, I remember seeing that it was getting remade for Xbox One, which I was like, "What? Come on, man, that's a Nintendo game." But then, but now it's coming around, so I'm happy about that. I actually, I wish it was coming out sooner so I could play it quicker. 
Um, <laughs> also, another big thing that I love, uh, horror movies, uh, Friday the 13th, the game yes. Ultimate Slasher Switch Edition is coming out. I'm going to get that one as well. That's going to be a lot of fun. Day one by. Yeah. So, so is that similar port. to that other game that we were talking about last week or the week before? Where The one uh, from the direct. You could either be the victims or yeah. the kill- killer, and you're like running from each yeah, other. Yeah, that game mm-hmm. was this game before this game. Okay. Was it? Was it? Was it pre? Oh, that's intense. Was it before yeah. the Friday 13th game? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the name of that game? <laughs> oh, I forgot. Something Death, something or other. I don't know. I just immediately stopped caring about it as soon as I heard about Friday the 13th. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the one that I'm going to get. And I well, actually, that one, when we talked about it with the Direct, we thought that maybe it was going to be free to play or something. We were like, well, we'll play it if it's free to play. But I think it was going to cost money or something like that. Is it Dead by Daylight? Dead by Daylight. Yeah, you're right. Maybe, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Dead by Daylight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite. Uh, well, I was you know, referencing Evil Dead 2, but change the, oh. change the change the. They got Dead by Dawn, but Dead by Daylight. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, Friday Thirteenth is on the way to Switch. That's cool. Um, I'm, oh, yeah, that's... I'm excited about playing that game. Uh, what else we got? Okay, so here's a big thing. Um, so we've talked before about this a couple episodes ago. VR for Nintendo. There's even a like yeah a title of an episode a few times a few ago, right? Yeah, where I said mm-hmm. like is Nintendo ready for VR or something like that. But yeah, no. Uh, so there's going to be some Labo VR shit coming out. This kind of like. I know we we talk about curse of the show where like stuff drops like right after we record, but we get we got we lucked out to where this dropped right before we recorded. Uh-huh. So this now, is a blessing of the show. Yes, yeah, exactly. So now we have a whole lot more shit to talk about. But yeah, Labo VR. What do you guys? What do you guys Happening. think? Like, go hey, talk about it. You guys are more into it than I am. You guys, I've said enough. I'm I'm, I'm really excited about it because you know I, I I love VR. I've done a lot of it, um, and my dream this whole time that I've been into VR for the last two years or so uh, was that Nintendo finally gets in. Now I know this is a baby step and that's, that's fine. It's something. Um, I don't expect it to be a fully immersive, mind blowing experience. Demos. It's going to be demos. It's going to be, I expect it to be along the lines of the previous Labo games, which were were essentially demos. Yep. Um, But you know, I'm looking at this more like this is my vote for Nintendo to keep going with VR. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Um, well, there's yeah, it's not gonna be great, but but I'm gonna buy it. So there's like so let's talk about there's like a bunch of different versions of it. There's like four mm-hmm. different ones, right? There's like a forty dollar one that's right. like regular, but there's like an elephant one where you have like a tusk, and there's like a bird mm-hmm. one that you put on your face. It looks like <laughs> it looks like Ultimate Labo ridiculous, and but it's like I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll do the forty dollar one, but I really feel like mm-hmm. it's just gonna be like very small like labo demos and it's not going to be like if it gets uh, if it gets supported by other things later then maybe i don't know i don't i don't i'm old school i don't care about vr you know <laughs> it doesn't really uh, vr is so good doesn't really, i care about really vr but i want, me. like proper yeah. vr and this is definitely you know this is a lot of lines of those glasses you buy that you put your phone in mm-hmm. like yeah. it's the same yeah. damn thing so it's cool and i and i am excited about it just for the for the novelty of it, but not like expecting it to mean anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you get looking at cardboard. You're looking at yeah. already. Right. You're looking at bird's butt or whatever in the one, and <laughs> obviously you can't right in the strap it to your head. So they didn't improve that aspect of the virtual boy. You still have to hold. Yeah, it to I face, wonder. So. Like, yeah, that's weird too. Like, why? Like, it seems a little bit like I don't got that upper body strength. I mean, I don't have labo actually um, at all. But like, I doubt it weighs. Seems anything. a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's light, but like even if even if you were holding nothing, right? Like put your yeah. arms up 
for five minutes and tell yeah. me that's not like, you know, no yeah. shade to anyone's physical capabilities here, but like it, you know, you feel it after a little yeah. while. So I'm wondering how, um, you know, comfortable that it will be, but I think it, it makes sense that it's a little bit weird because Labo is about like physical interactions with like a video game peripheral. So like, it makes sense that they didn't make it something you can just sit down on your couch and do. That's a little bit more active and it's kind right. of uh-huh. blurring these lines between physical play and digital play. You have um, to hold the cardboard thing and interact with it as you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a toy, like a, like a, like a, you know, it's, it's in, you know, and people have said over and over again with Labo, that's kind of taking Nintendo back to its roots. It's like a toy kind of company and having these like things that are a little bit out there and weird. Um, I think it's cool that they have it for people that have Labo or, Mm-hmm. What is it? I don't know what that is. It's too blurry. <laughs> no, it's, I'm just. It's like you were saying. Like uh, mm-hmm. Janet posted a picture of like all the oh, different, like, yeah, yeah, all the different types crazy. of the labo. <laughs> and the first one on the left here is a picture of a person like with the like has like a, I guess like a gas pedal like cardboard thing yeah, or whatever. I love and that. he's it's like so doing weird. this. He's holding it on his face and like pushing the. But yeah, no, it totally brings. You're right. It totally brings us back to to a Virtual Boy here. And I used to play. What I did is I would lay in bed and play Virtual Boy and balance it on my head. That's what I would oh, yeah. do. Which would <laughs> hurt. Your, it hurts the bridge of your nose after a while. When yeah, I balance I balance on my face and just lay back and play it. You know, but, but I remember I actually tried to like make a band out of duct tape to to wrap around my head. It didn't work. Very oh well. sure, yeah. And no, I we all did. To, like yeah. all this adhesive off my <laughs> Virtual Boy later, but. I was damn determined to get that, like, to actually be a head-mounted um, unit. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it's cool that they have it there. But, like, it's, the thing about the idea of Nintendo and VR, it's, like, I mean, it's, like, just never going to yeah. happen. Because the thing is, Nintendo can't even run the games that, like, the original Xbox One can. You know, it's, like, they can't even, they can barely do, like, Doom. You want them to go into virtual reality? That's a big ask. Because I mean, especially they with can, VR tech being so... I mean, they can, they can run... And, sloppy now even and then everything has to be rendered twice yeah. right yeah it's just although I mean, psvr games don't even look um that great to be honest like yeah. they look kind of like ps3 games or ps2 games but when you do you know and do any of you guys have psvr or or, or oculus by any chance okay john that's like john's like main gig though he he works in the in the vr in the vr yeah, world okay. of la okay. so, yeah. oh that's awesome yeah, so like, you know, I mean, um, the, I feel like the big thing about VR and what makes it such a hard sell is that, and I probably mentioned this when I, I think I got VR and I was on an episode shortly after, but like the experience of it is so magical and cool that it doesn't really matter that it's not like the prettiest graphics because it's good enough and you're like active enough that it feels really yeah. special. But when you're watching someone do VR, you're like, this shit looks like a PS2 game. You know, it doesn't look that good. Sure, yeah. Um, right. And Nintendo already, like, with their graphical fidelity, it's already so much lower. They, like, struggle. The machine struggles to perform at the level of the other consoles. Sure. So, like, the idea right. of them ever doing VR, I mean, they'd have to totally change how they do things. And maybe one day they will. I don't know. I kind of hope so because I'm a little bit worried that <clears throat> the future of Nintendo consoles isn't going to be one because they don't really have like a, they don't have the, the hardware gap is getting so much bigger with every generation um, that where does that leave? I mean, as long as they keep making games like Mario and Zelda, people are still going to buy their consoles to That's play. That's true. Games. I think so. But well, how long can they, they keep making that? the consoles? I don't know. Would they like right. one day just, well, the nah, hardware gap might be getting bigger in some regards, but it doesn't matter. The hardware mean, is also getting the supportability. Time, yeah. So if they're a generation behind, that's still like 
on a chip kind of technology by the time they get around yeah. to using and it. And I love so. Nintendo consoles. Yeah. Nintendo's yeah. always my favorite, even though there's so many things about them that like yeah. if you're if you're a Nintendo fan and you're paying attention, there's you're kind of always mad, but you're also like you love the game yeah. so much because they're so good. Um and they, they make some of the best I mean, Breath of the Wild is probably the best game in the history of games. <laughs> like that's crazy. But um it, it does kind of um there are some concerns with how far things are pushing and how how much because Nintendo has opted to be like different and not competing that right. it, it does end up pigeonholing them and it ends up kind of hurting the brand I think in some ways. I mean, you saw with like the Trials game, there's always an asterisk to these Switch versions of these other games that it it does I get they're not trying to compete, but it does end up becoming awkward when suddenly you're like, "Well, how does it run on Switch?" "Oh, well, it's not really that good." "Oh, well, at least it's handheld." You know, it just it just mm. ends up being a little bit uh, messy, uh, but so it makes sense that their VR is in this like toy iteration because they're not gonna like they're not gonna do it on Switch, right? Mm. But like it, it's it's cool and cute that they're supporting Labo because um, I don't think it sold crazy well, so it is nice that they're still making stuff for it mm-hmm. because that was one concern I, I, I think a lot of owners had that they wouldn't yeah. come out with new stuff. I think it's so well. I think it's so well enough. But let me ask you this: like what? I'm really not a VR person at all. Like the games that I want to play would not work in VR or whatever. But what, what, I mean, what if stuff that like is out already for the Switch, like what would you actually want to play in VR? You want to play Breath of the Wild in VR? Like how much different is that going to be from just sitting in front of a TV? You know, it's like, I don't know. Um, I would like to be in Breath of the Wild. But I mean, but you'll be, you'll basically be like, have it on your head and you'll just have it close to your face or something. You know, I mean, it's not going to be that much different. I mean, I'm also like, like a realistic game in VR, yeah. and I'm more like, what can you do that's different that you can't do? Like, what sure. what can you play right. in VR that you couldn't play elsewhere? Like, yeah. I know you can play whatever that. What's that game? Beat Saber. I know you can play mm-hmm. that on other consoles. Yeah. Well, that could put that, that, to that me. On that Switch, sounds right? like the kind of that's game that I that, want to play. Yeah. Something you like. have to play it in VR. Yeah, Super Hot's yeah. a good example. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. so that game is available on Xbox, and you know, I, I played it when it first came out on Xbox, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun, but. When you play it in VR, you're like, "Oh, this is how it was meant to be played." Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are always the kind of games that. That's the get game where really, really excited the about enemies VR. only move when you move, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I haven't played that one yet. You may, but... It makes you very aware of your body and all your motions. Yeah, um, yeah I don't. Which um... is impossible to do. Mm. Well, on mm. on well, it's possible to do uh, on the Xbox version of the game. Yeah. So I would like to see Nintendo do something like that with with VR. I'm trying to think what kind of game. Well, they gotta what find. Be, they gotta know? find some sort of way to stick it to your head, though, because like if you look at yeah. if you look at all the pictures here of the VR, all of them yeah. are holding they're it. Like, yeah, and these, holding, and yeah. these kids are like look like they're having a fucking blast here. But it's like you're holding this fucking thing on your face, which is like like you were saying, like you don't want to. You know, you're gonna get it. You're gonna not want to play the game like really quickly if you're just yeah. if you have to just hold it like this the whole fucking time. You're going to be yeah, done with it really quickly. You know? yeah. and, and the fact that you can't hold the controller while holding these things. Yeah. But you know, VR is already kind that. of a weird uh, a weird novelty because, um, you know, Trey, when you ask, like, what Nintendo game would I want to see in VR? Yeah. I, I honestly, you know, I'm with John. I don't really have an answer about a specific game because I think if, if you want to make a good VR game, you have to make it with VR in mind. You can't port sure. yeah. it mm-hmm. to VR or vice versa, really. Um, I mean, you can, but it doesn't translate as powerfully because you end up yep. kind of being like, I mean, it's cool, but it's not needed. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, games like, um, I mean, I haven't played Astronaut Me- Rescue Mission yet. I've really been wanting to, but I hear that one's great in VR. Um, playing Tetris Effect, which is available PS4 regular or PS4 VR, the VR experience is so much better and it's, sure. it's so magical and special. 
from so I think VR in itself is already a novelty and developers and that's kind of why VR doesn't really usually those games don't get rated that highly because these developers are still figuring out like you can't just make a good game and be like it's gonna work super immersive because it's in VR you have to design it with a platform in mind and sure, only a exactly. few games have been able to pull it off well like you know Moss and you know uh, Beat Saber and um, you know a couple of those other games even Doom VR like I think it's pretty cool but or um, there's another game that I really like it's like a shooter game and it has a really stupid name it has like one of those classic video gamey names that I cannot remember right now but it came with like the demo disc um, or even like a game like Job Simulator Job Simulator yep. on console or PC without VR it'd be a cute weird like sim game but yeah. when you're playing it and you get to pick up the donut and pretend to eat it like it's that kind of stuff that it mm. feels it's one of the best. fun and playful in a way that um, you don't get on console but it also means that VR games end up becoming kind of like limited or pigeonholed because people are trying to figure it out. They're like, should we race? Should we shoot? Should we fly? We can't really platform in the same way. We have to design it totally differently. Mm. Um, one thing I will say, though, besides the hardware, hardware limitations of, of Nintendo in general, let's pretend that wasn't something that they kind of like did for themselves where they kind of don't really care about having powerful hardware. Um, I will say Nintendo, whenever they decide to do something, they always do it like so much better than everyone else. And it's honestly like, I'm right. like, God, Nintendo, I can't stand you sometimes, but you have that sauce because I was just having this conversation well, earlier with my better. brother. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're, yeah. their developments better for a lot of stuff. I don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah. when I they have, step in, yeah. they like, when they're there, they're there. They're like open world. We're like two years late and it's the best game you ever fucking played. And it's crazy that, well, yeah, you yeah. know, if yeah. they want to do it, I feel like they could really knock it out of the park, but I don't but know if they I ever feel like, like it's the same as like, you know, going from 2D to 3D with mm. you know, Super Mario World. And, and at that point, maybe you're asking like in 1991, oh, well, what game would you even want to play in 3D? Yeah. Well, you can't, yeah, you haven't conceived kinda... of Mario 64 yet, yeah. you know? Sure. Yeah, but they did it. They sure pulled it off. The mind to yeah. think that. That's a really good analogy for it. I think yeah. that is kind of apt. Even Mario Kart, like on the Super Nintendo, mm -hmm. yeah. when they brought that, like that was a game that, use that hardware in a way that you couldn't have done on the previous mm -hmm. thing. So that's that's why I am confident, just like Janet, I am confident that Nintendo does it, they're going to do it well. And I think they're going to have a, a unique approach to it that someone that hasn't been done yet that's going to make yep. it stand out for that reason. Yeah, exactly. Because they always do that. They always do that. I wouldn't want to live in a world where Nintendo wasn't making games because I probably wouldn't play games anymore because they'd be incredibly boring like uh, what a sad world they'd, they'd be all they'd be I'm all sure like they'd always make games they'd be the super they'd be the super drab like bleached uh brown uh anthem style games or that type of thing uh you'd never get like animal crossing or rhythm heaven or anything like that you know they yeah they make, they make I, I love how they go outside of the box and make things that are way more exciting and yeah, I don't I mean I don't know. I mean I I have no interest in VR, but I mean I it, you know when you guys buy it, if you and John buy it, uh Jeremy and John, I'll I'll try your version of it. How about that? <laughs> Cuz I don't think I can drop sure, another. So yeah, whatever. Well, do you try come it. through. I'm in Pilsen. <laughs> Stop by. We'll set you up PS4 VR. No, I mean uh, I'm talking about the uh, I'm talking about Labo. <laughs> the Labo oh, VR. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I do want to try, try PS4 VR. VR. But, but no, I'll try I'll try the I'll try the I, 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 play, I played the Vive once. I thought it was going to be I was very skeptical. Uh, mm -hmm. I watched a YouTube video from a friend, and he kind of convinced me to get it from that video. I'm like, I'm going to try it out. And, and I work for PlayStation Lifestyle, so I'm like, okay, more if I have VR, I can review more games. Sure. Yeah, I was really, really shocked because I was a huge skeptic. I thought, honestly, it was mm -hmm. a dumb gimmick, but it's really, really good. Sure. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I try out, like, uh, Tetris Effect. 
and, and that type of thing. But we gotta we gotta move on from the uh, from the Labo VR. Do you guys have any more any final thoughts on that? Yeah, one saying? more thing is that um, Nintendo's asking us to put our switches right to our faces right now with a seven hundred and twenty p screen. Yep. And to me, Labo suggests Labo VR suggests that perhaps Nintendo might actually be working on a Switch update. Maybe. Because why Better else would they better. want you to put your, your your relatively inferior screen right up to your face? So I, I'm, I'm I wish you were maybe, right, John, but yeah. I don't know, man. La- Labo just seems like it stands so far apart from their mainline stuff that it does. I don't know. I don't know if it, it reveals anything about their business strategy other than they've just got this fun little quirky thing on the side that originally if you remember was meant to be an educational thing that's how they were marketing mm-hmm. it oh, they're yeah, not doing sure. that so much with this round it looks like but well, that was sort of their initial approach was that it was an educational tool for- well the, there wasn't even a video for it though right like i was trying to find an official like youtube from nintendo themselves and it wasn't out there i just saw it from like you know news press people or whatever talking about yeah it, it was really quietly right. announced yeah, and it's dropping I? next month, by the way. I don't think we mentioned yeah. that. April. April 12th. So nearly a year. They should have did 20 again. The day. Exactly. Always... <laughs> I was like, isn't Just it? like, because I mean, yeah, that was a great 420 thing, you know? Get stone, full up some cardboard. I was like, I was like, isn't it? Well, well, last time, last time it dropped the same time as God of War. And this time it's dropping pretty close to Mortal Kombat 11, right? So I'm just, I'm going to play Mortal Kombat 11. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll just go do that instead of Labo. I still haven't finished building all my kits from the first Labo. Uh, you can see it sitting behind me here. Yeah, I didn't so, either. Well, I have the, <laughs> the house one I didn't build. But I did have fun building them. I just, you know, that So I guess I need fun. to, if, if, if this were like any other games where we've talked about, like, I need to complete that Got to finish the first one, right? The VR comes out, yeah. Right. And then I got to find more room to put a bunch of useless cardboard that my cats okay. want well, to Well, when eat. you guys put your face in the bird's butt, please tell me how it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do some YouTube shit for that, you know, or something, something like that. Sure. So uh, let's let's move on from the from the VR. Um, so there's a couple NES uh, Netflix stuff, as as Janet said before. I think you coined that phrase for me. But uh, sure, the any the <laughs> online the Switch online stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a uh, one of my favorite games for the NES will be on there, Star Tropics. That's the one I keep pushing for when everybody's like, "What's an abandoned series that you want brought back?" I'm like, Star Tropics three hundred percent man, put that in there. Star Tropics is a fucking badass game. I don't know if you ever played it, John, but it's basically like Zelda, yeah, yeah. Zelda if Zelda took place in uh, the islands of Hawaii. It's basically what it is. But I, I love Star Tropics. It's an incredibly great game. And it's I've never jumped fun. in real real deep into it. I've always just kind of tried it for you should. an hour or so here You should. It's so good. I totally should, and I so probably good. will uh, on, on Netflix. If yeah. you want to go way back in time for the Nintendo main uh, archives, uh, Jeremy and I did a Star Tropics 1 and 2 episode. Oh, way cool. way back at the beginning of Nintendo Main, and it way was back. I forget. Is it on the classic? It is. Star Tropics One is not two. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wow. Star Tropics One is on the classic. I have the classic. Yeah. That's awkward. Well, Star didn't play it. It's, it's it's good. It's a really good it's game. It's just a small console. No, I mean like the the yeah. mini consoles. Like yeah. I I like went really hard on like Pac Man. Okay. And then mm. I like Star Tropics is much better than Pac Man. <laughs> I I would yeah I was looking at Zelda. Pac-Man. I played all the way through Zelda and yeah yeah. Star Tropics that, is actually like don't I mean I know this will like everybody will hate me but I never I never beat Zelda one on NES or two. Oh, I mean, but I, I beat you. but I but beat, I'm young so I but, I don't I haven't played anything and I'm like who gives a yeah. <laughs> but I beat but I beat Star Tropics. No, not to say anyone else is old. I'm just saying that I'm. I'm just saying I never beat Zelda one or two, but I did beat Star yeah. Tropics. So Star Tropics was my game when I was a kid because when I was at NES time I didn't understand <laughs> like 
first party, whatever, you know, I just, it was, Star Tropics was a, was basically a, mm-hmm. it was a plant from Nintendo Power. Like I read it, read all the stuff on it from that. Cause I got that magazine. I'm like, oh, this game sounds cool. And then I got it for a birthday later. And I did the mm-hmm. thing where I like dip the letter in the water and all that. And I found the secret code. Which, oh yeah. They which did nobody's ever going to be able to do cool. that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that for this, they have the, the letters going to be in it. Oh, okay. So it's going to be the virtual letter because there was virtual letter in the Wii uh, in the virtual console version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the virtual console version. Uh, it's going to have the letter, and you just you pour water on your Switch, the screen. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. No, actually, I mean, speaking of like moments as a young gamer, like that was something that just blew my mind. I was like, I was wait, holy, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, you mean like this weird piece of paper that's in this game is like means something? And then I went into the kitchen at my mom's house in Morton and I like poured the water on it. And I was like, oh my God, it says, here it is. You like feed it to the fucking Robbie the robot. Wait, what happened? Wait, what happened? No, there's a, like the game, the original Star Tropics game Uh in the box came with a printed out letter from your uncle that you're trying to rescue in the game. And at one part in the game, it asks you to go take the letter and and basically make it wet and so cute and when you and when you pour water on it it unveils this code that you put into the game that progresses you to the next to the next like chapter and you and you basically say it to the robot in your submarine that you have and it's and it's the secret code from your uncle and it's yeah it was i thought it was so rad if you don't have that letter can you not finish the game well you'd have to have the internet which internet wasn't there (laughs) when i was playing it but because i imagine someone getting it used and the letter wasn't in there yeah well it was actually it was originally it was originally put in there just to uh to battle uh rentals like to make to make people buy the game and not rent it that's okay. the idea yeah that's what i mean i'm yeah. like someone just being i don't know yeah. how to get through this because i well because uh, i did cool. i did rent it or my parents rented it for me when i was a kid and i played a little bit of it but i didn't get to that point yet but i played it enough to realize i'm like oh the, oh this game is really good so then i you know so then i asked for it for christmas or birthday or whatever and then i got it and then I got to that part with the letter, and then I, you know, was able to do all that. But if I, but I had gotten that far through the rental, I don't know what I would have done because the place that I rented it from, they, uh, they would copy the entire manual and give it to you like stapled together or whatever. But I would have never been able to figure out that part because we had no internet. But it was just, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Metal Gear Solid One did that, like Twin Snakes did too, where it said like, hey, what is the frequency, or like you have to find a frequency that's on the actual, the actual um, front of the game or the back of the game. Mm-hmm. It's very much like that. Like, same thing. Um, the Twin Snakes one, the Silicon Knights one, did the same thing. Where it's like, hey, call me on the on the game. And you have to look at the actual package of the game mm-hmm. and you find the find the frequency on there. But no, Star Tropics is a badass game. If you haven't played it, play it. It's fucking great. Uh, two isn't as good, but I'm still hoping for three. Still hoping for three to come around. But no, that game is a lot of fun. Like, I, I, really, I really dig it a lot. It's one of those things that I've... That I liked as a kid, and I think it's still good now. It's basically the spiritual successor of Zelda One, but made for Americans. It wasn't even released in Japan; it was only released here. They catered it just to us. So, check it out. It's free, you know, if you yeah. have if you have the online service. So, that's enough of me uh, gushing about Star Tropics. Uh, let's move on to another thing. And Kid well, Icarus is the in there game? too. Well, Kid Icarus is in there oh, too, Icarus. but it's Kid Icarus has <laughs> no nothing. No love for Kid Icarus. It's a hard, uh, music's great. It's a hard ass fucking game. I mean, yeah, it's a, it has decent music, and it's kind of the same. Has like the same uh, play style the, as it has uh, Metroid. From Captain in in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were added later, but Kid Icarus <laughs> is a hard ass game. But Star Tropics, between the two of those, play those, and I'm sure we'll get some other weird SB version of another game on there as well. Uh, a third uh, Metroid. Yeah. I want to I want to try to blow through these like really quickly. Some of these I just put on there because I thought they were funny. 
Uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom has a demo. I always wanted to play that, but not, <laughs> but not for 40 bucks. That's not the funny one. The funny one that I thought was... Uh, Just keep laughing. Eventually you'll be right, Jeremy. <laughs> no. The one that I thought was funny was that Bandai Namco is finally not going to support that Wii U game Lost Reavers <laughs> as of May 30th. Do you guys oh, even, so do you guys evil. Even... I thought that was like a, re- a really nice like homage to the Wii U. I was like, I read that in the notes like, and I'm you like, guys even... so specific. No, I just think it's <laughs> yeah. funny. I, the reason I put it in there was, or the way I sent it to the Slack mm-hmm. or whatever, it's just that I think it's hilarious that people even play Lost Reavers still. I think, I mean, I played it for like 10 minutes and then never played it again. It's just... It's I don't even know what that game is. What is no, it? No, me neither. It, I was, this is a deep cut. The deepest of cuts. It was a free-to-play Wii U thing that was in a direct, like, way back when. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you, like, create a character and you go through a map and it's not good, but I just think it's funny that somebody considered that news and put it on Twitter. So Though I got I think, a kick you know, out of it. The fact that there are already, <laughs> that support is already being pulled from Wii U games is, like, so telling about how the Wii U is, like, the person we don't talk about. We just put it in the closet. Like, because yeah, usually, like, I mean, there are games, like, for the PS3, for instance, like the servers are barely going down for those games, like in a few months or maybe a few months ago. So I think that just really speaks to like what the Wii U was historically and kind of where it ended up falling. And also probably, you know, Lost Reavers are great, but I mean, they still support like these nothing PS3 games yeah. and they're barely pulling the servers now. So like, what does it say about the Wii U, you know? Well, I was able to get online on uh, Pokemon Black 2 through through mm-hmm. my through my uh, 3DS DS. So, you know, that's still up there. Which is which is weird. It actually drained my battery really quickly from it <laughs> online, even through the 3ds plus new 3ds. But yeah, no, I just thought it was funny that that was still going. I felt like that game just nobody played it, but I guess they played it enough to now, like three years into the oh, starting the third year to switch. Um, there's a there's like some small updates to Mortal Kombat. They did like they mm-hmm. released a trailer for the story of Mortal Kombat 11. I'm still super super psyched about that. I actually reinstalled Mortal Kombat 10 to my PS4 nice. so I could play it for like two minutes because it took like a half hour to reinstall it. But, you know, I tried to do that earlier, but I'll play it at some point. But, yeah, no, I was excited about I, I love Mortal Kombat games. They're a lot of fun, um, especially, like, they've been adding all these story modes and all these, like, online modes and, like, all this different shit, like... Uh, fighting games have gone have come a long way. I know John had expressed interest in um, playing the new Mortal Kombat or getting Mortal Kombat 11 on Switch, and I think you should because yeah. uh, for a long time Mortal Kombat has been putting like full on story modes like in their games. Like even on the GameCube, they had ones where you fucking ran around like a open world, like in one of the last ones on GameCube. Like they've been been cr- been going crazy about like get, adding extra shit to fighting games and all that, and. Uh, I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, the story mode, story mode showed that like uh, apparently the timeline from Mortal Kombat 10 it's gonna it's gonna meet up with the timeline from like Mortal Kombat 2. So like young Johnny Cage and old Johnny Cage are gonna be like saying shit to each other or whatever. Um, it looks <laughs> fun. Oh, I don't know. Kotal Khan versus Shao Khan. Like I don't know. I'm totally into this game and I'm excited about seeing all the shit about it. We haven't been reported on, reporting on any of the new characters because like every week it's been like, oh yeah, we know. It's like last one was like, hey, the new character is Johnny Cage. It's like okay, like he was only yeah. like not in like following one... fighting game news is exhaustive. Yeah. It's like I, it's like he was only in like so what much. he was only like not in like Mortal Kombat three. Like big deal. Like he's been in every fucking game. Like we know he's in there. But no, I'm I'm excited to see it and the. The story trailer is worth looking at if you can. Bloodstain Ritual of the Night is the highest selling thing on Amazon. It's forty bucks. I know we made jokes about Bloodstain before, but uh, <laughs> but it, but now we have an actual price for it. 
So <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I know Jeremy and I are, are uh, excited about it for Egovania and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. But uh, here's the big story that I want to talk about before we go to the topic. But let's talk about how fucking how Sonic the movie <sighs> is the new nightmare fuel for all of us. Let's talk about that because that's some this scary It's getting shit. worse every time we see <laughs> every it. Every time. Yeah. So it can't get worse. Oh, no, it's worse now. Yeah. So more images leaked from uh, some kind of style guide for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For those of you who are not familiar, a lot of times for these big budget movies, they have like a whole guide to this is this character. This is how this character would act and all this stuff. And this is mm-hmm. what they looked like and what they would wear, blah, blah, blah. So this released, this leaked for the, the Sonic movie. And we got our first full look at the horror that is. Sonic the Hedgehog. So it's so frightening. Um, yeah. The guy in the suit with a giant Honestly, fucking yeah, head. It's terrible. Uh, it looks like you know a mascot at a sports game. Or I saw somebody like somebody on Twitter commented, "Why does Sonic look like a third-rate serial mascot?" Like, <laughs> and it's true. It's yeah. like. <laughs> It's like a serial mascot and a serial murderer at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like I said, it's nightmare fuel. Don't look at it before you go to bed. Like, you'll just be having nightmares constantly. This giant. Did Did you guys ever play, Um, fuck, what was it called? Uh, do you remember? Sonic 06? No, do you remember the game? Uh, it was an Xbox exclusive originally. Um, It took place in the mall. Do you remember that? With uh, mm. with Frank. He was Dead a, Rising? Dead Rising, yeah. Did you ever play Dead Rising 2 on uh, PS3? There's a part where you fight these really creepy looking mascots and, and the and the Sonic like kinda reminds me of that. Like there's a whole part where like one this guy's like his like girlfriend that's that looks like him who's in a mascot suit yep. dies and he goes crazy and tries to kill you. But there's some really like freaky uh cutscenes involved with that. But yeah, just it all goes back to that freaky esque Sonic. I don't know what so is this this isn't CGI or like this is like live action, right? It's like somebody in a Sonic suit, right? They're not doing um, I think well, it's certainly CGI. what it looks like, but yeah, no, is it, it CGI? Because it looks like but a dude it's like, in a fucking it's like suit. a live action movie, but it has like CGI elements, kind of like how like they're like yeah. Lion King live action. It's like well, there's not actual lions sure, <laughs> in the film, right. so it's CGI. I think it's kind of like yeah, it's like I think it's how the, how the Pokemon movie is, but instead of a bunch of Pokemon and like people. There's like just that one guy and then everyone else. And a bunch of rings. But like I mean, that one what's yeah. that one Sonic game, right, where he's like in love with that one woman? Uh, yeah, the know? one where yeah, I don't know what I think that one. was Sonic 06, right? Yeah, I think well, that was so, just right? Where Sonic, he, you know, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The weird it's got some stuff going on. It's gonna be like that, I think. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. hope that I hope that, that that Sonic gets to kiss somebody because it's gonna be so fucking frightening. I hope the game gets to kiss it. Or the movie is the kiss of death. Yeah, no, I mean that like, and I as what was it? Um, I've seen some stuff on Twitter like showing the entirety of the costume, and it it totally mm-hmm. looks like a person in a furry suit with a giant head. It does like there's not none of it looks right. like CGI That's at all. Awkward. It looks like just a person wearing a fucking weird ass suit of Sonic. Yeah, I've seen yeah. this Sonic um a lot actually because uh, at work. We've like brought up like things that like I think this is a leak or whatever, and now we see that like oh yeah that looks like assuming this leak is real. I've seen that that image of Sonic before, um, in the dark corners of the web. <laughs> um, dark yeah, web. and it's funny because I'm like I I know it looks off, but I'm not really sure why. But then now that I see people's um, a lot of people on the internet have done mock-ups of what Sonic mm. should look like in that style, and I'm like oh that's what's wrong, and it's Actually, kind of everything, but like everything it's crazy wrong, to yeah. see, like once you fix the eyes, I make the shoes big and make like his um legs like skinnier and longer because he has like a really long like kind of it's not really his torso because it's also I guess his 
crotch, which is kind of weird. But, like, his whole body is very long in the movie. But, like, in the game, he's, like, way, like, more shrunk up and then you know he's like a little bit more shrunken um so when you look at like mock-ups that artists have done of like what he should look like versus what he does look like you really realize like oh that's why he looks like off it's like you're not really sure why he doesn't look right but then it becomes very clear if you look at like comparison photos Yeah, one of them. One right. thing. One thing is like making the eyes longer or like mm-hmm. skinnier. Yeah. Well, he has like that one eyeball, like the actual character does. The one know? big eyeball. Yeah. Yes. Um, but in the movie, he has like these two small eyes, and that's like mistake number one when we stra- strayed from God's light. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sonic is very far from God's light. I, I love a. I love what John put in the notes for this episode. It's basically like Sonic the Hedgehog movie update. Uh, and, and here's like bullet points sucks bad. And then Jeremy, yeah. had, Jeremy added poo poo after that. But yeah, there's uh, a, <laughs> that's what we got. Yeah, that's, for... that's, that's the long and the but short of it. There's no way the Sonic movie is going to be good. Cause the Sonic games are not good. Like right. <laughs> Sonic's well, yeah. always been like, everyone wants to like Sonic, but then like, when was Sonic good? It was a long ass time ago. Sonic, and Mania. Sonic Mania. Sonic and Mania. Mania, Mania right. was good. Except Mania is when I realized I really don't like Sonic games because I don't want to go fast. Like, if you watch me play a Sonic game, it is sad. Sure. It's just me like walking and like slowly jumping over. Like, I cannot get mm. in the rhythm to do mm-hmm. it. But I do respect Mania as a, as a good Sonic game. Yeah. Um, but it, it's one of the few among like a lot of bad content. I, I felt like there were a some lot of bad. I felt like there were some good GameCube ones. Like I liked to. Uh, I like. I mean, I like Sonic Adventure too. I mean, it's it has mm-hmm. its dumb parts, but I think it's still fun to play through. And uh, some of the ones that they did, like Sonic Colors and Sonic Heroes and all those, I thought those were really good. Is Sonic Heroes the wait? What's the game that recently came out where you could make your own like persona? That's that forces. Was- no, that's yes. Sonic Forces. Fun. Yeah, Sonic Forces. Forces is okay, bad. yeah, that's the one thing. I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking Sonic about Sonic Personas. I'm t- I'm talking about a couple like what generations is- ago. I'm talking about like GameCube right. Sonic stuff was pretty good. Like when Sega had just got out of the race with the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. I felt like they did some decent GameCube stuff. But I mean, that's you know, that's that Sonic think, stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's so many reasons too. The Sonic movie, it's like, what is that even gonna? Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess sometimes they can figure it out. You said with the Animal Crossing one, they kind of figured out how to make it a, an actual film, even though story-wise, there's not a lot going well, that's, on in Animal Crossing. But with Sonic, it's like, what's going to happen? Well, like, that, that's, it's just going to be awkward. Uh, and how bad is the game based on the movie going to be? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. Though I heard the <laughs> game Sonic the movie, the game, though. Like the Street Fighter, uh, like the, the Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Good. I rented it from Redbox, and it was bad. The well, game was. based off the movie, based off the game. <laughs> Sonic the movie, the game. Yuji yeah. <laughs> Naka commented on Twitter, the creator of Sonic. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see this? No. Yeah, read it. So he said, uh, looking at looking at this Sonic's full body visual, it makes me realize the importance of the character's head to body ratio and the roundness of his stomach. Couldn't they have created a design with a better balance than this? You would yeah, think. That, and that's the problem. He's like he looks. Wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. It's like yeah, Sonic. So Sonic. the original Sonic, like back in the 16-bit days, if you were to draw like, you, you know, when you're, when you're drawing cartoon characters, sometimes you draw just like basic shapes, right? So the original Sonic would be like two circles and some cylinders for limbs, mm-hmm. and so he's like, his head is as big as his his torso area, right? Yeah, and this works. For a cartoon character, and 
this Sonic is just, as we said, so different. He's he's got human proportions except for a giant head. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no. What's hair. he gonna look like when he rolls up to a ball? He oh, won't, I he won't. Thought about it. He just won't. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna do it. Uh, what Some I, twisted Lovecraftian vision. What I was gonna say uh, on the on Animal Crossing versus this. Animal Crossing is a Japanese movie, so it's a hundred times better than anything that's ever come out from America. <laughs> is all I'm saying. That's why it looks like shit here because Hollywood here sucks. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Toe Jam and Earl to our topic, which we don't have a, lot, a whole lot of time to talk about. But Sega way, yeah. Let's Sega. Let's Sega our way to a different thing. Um, I want to talk about Toe Jam and Earl. So we have two people here who have played it, um, mm-hmm. John and Janet. Uh, we have two different mm-hmm. sides of it, and I thought it would be <laughs> fun. No, I thought it would be fun for you guys to like convince us one way or the other, because Jeremy mm-hmm. and I haven't played it. Uh, we're both interested in playing it, and uh, yeah. can you uh, tell me pros or cons? Uh, who <laughs> wants to go first? You, sure. You seem pretty. Uh, well, you both of you are pretty anxious. Who wants to go first on this one? You can go ahead, Janet. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, I guess I'll start by explaining the game briefly, and then. John, you can add if I missed anything. Sure. Uh, admittedly, I've never played the original Toe Jam and Earl, but I did look up some stuff about it just to contextualize it for myself in my mind before I wrote my review on the game. Um, so essentially, you play as you have a, a several playable characters, and they all have their own stats in terms of how fast they can walk, how many hearts they have, um, a few other things like how well they can um, like scan for presence and, and, and stats like that. And that's the difference besides the aesthetics. So you can play as you know, Toe Jam Earl or some of the other characters like the women on the ship and stuff. You go through, um, is it offhand 20 levels? Is it 15 levels? I forgot how many floors it is. I think it's a, it's like 11 or 12. Ooh, no, I think it's way more than that. I think we'll have to look it up, I think, because I don't remember offhand, but you go through a certain set number of levels and you need to find 10 pieces of your ship. Like you crash land and you need the rest of your ship. Uh, you go through a black hole. So you are on kind of earth, but it's split into all these different levels, which I believe, I want to say it's at least in the teens, maybe double digits for sure, for the levels. Um, and you're looking for your spaceship parts. There's a fixed world you can go through where all the stuff is always the same. And then there's a, a more procedurally generated one that you unlock afterwards. Your goal is to find all 10 ship pieces, but no matter what, the 10th one is always on the last level, which I kind of find annoying. But now I'm getting into my own opinion. But anyway, so and then um, the way it works mechanically is you can walk around. That's your main mechanic. But you can also do these little mini games. Um, there's like a, a rhythm game you can play. There is the um, what is it called? The one where you're like in the time thing. You know, you're you're like running oh, the hyperfunk zone. Yes, the hyperfunk zone. And I think those are kind of the main mini game pieces you're exploring the area so you can like shake trees or um, scan and kind of shake everything around you to find presence you can identify the presence it doesn't tell you like in the game what they do it does like Mm -hmm. if you go to the menu of the game there's an instruction manual like kind of old school instruction manual 
that you can't access while you're in the game, though. But some of the names are kind of obvious what they do, and some are a little bit more obscure. Like High Tops, you won't know what that does until you have used it before or remember it, which I believe it lets you walk faster. But some things are kind of obvious, like... I think there's one that's like floaty and it lets you like swim better in the water. Like some stuff's kind of obvious what it is. And you can use those power-ups for a few seconds, like maybe like 10 Mississippi's length of time or so. Um, And your goal ultimately on each level, no matter what mode you're playing is, is to find a ship part if there is one. And it tells you on the game if there is one. And then the elevator exit. And that's it. And you do that until you get all your ship parts. And that is essentially what the game is in terms of like factually what the game is. Is there a detail that I missed, John, on how it functions? No, that sounds about right. That's that's pretty complete. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, that's, that's the game, I guess, for, as far as my opinion on it. I feel like the only thing this game has going for it is the nostalgia factor because mechanically it is exactly as toe jam and earl is just based on once again i did tell just watch let's plays which i know some people will be like oh you didn't actually play it but like i mean i know what a game looks like right like come on you know it's the same mechanics and i think people that maybe like the mechanics then will still like it now however uh there are some key differences from the and on the new one uh the world is a lot more populated which is nice mm-hmm. but the drawback is there's more enemies springing up it kind of in that sense to me discourages you from actually exploring because if you want to get more presents and money which you can use the money for like you know you can pay people to heal you or identify presents or do other things um but if you do that you might also find new enemies you walk super slowly in the game um even if you pick the fastest character which is old school earl i believe is the fastest one it's still like pretty leisurely of a pace so personally i found that i spent a lot of my time in the levels very very slowly walking away from enemies that may have been kind of chasing me um i felt kind of discouraged from using presents even though they're like the power up in the game i didn't find them all that helpful for reaching my goal there are a few that are helpful like the high tops for walking fast there's a spring one that is nice for getting to certain areas but generally each level is relatively small um and you really just want to get your you know your ship piece and then dip out so i kind of found that the um playback loop was very much get the thing move on and anything else in the in-between kind of just felt like a hassle i will say uh of the good parts of the game i did enjoy the rhythm game because who doesn't like a good rhythm game i have fun pressing the buttons i like the dancing i think that was cool the hyper funk zone is also nice because it's kind of like an auto runner, but you get to, um, there's just something satisfying about it. There's like fun colors. It's very, very 90s, which is uh, a nice right. aesthetic. Looking wise, the game looks good. The music is good. Um, and then, yeah, so I would say those are the redeeming qualities. But overall, and there were very mixed reviews for this game. I've seen as low as a four, uh, as high as a 9.5, which I think is just wow. too high. Wow. I think that's just too high. Uh, I won't name publications, but that was too high. Um, sure. And then uh, personally, I gave it a five. Out of 10? Um, yeah, yes. obviously. Um, Maybe you didn't give it a 5 out of 5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone was like, is this a 5 out of 5? I'm like, it's a 5 out of 10. Um, personally, I think the only redeeming quality of this game is if you really, really like the original and you just love that it's the same thing. But for me, the thing is, and I think we're seeing this a lot with modern games that are coming out, ideas that worked in the worked in the past don't really live up today because our standards of gaming have changed. It's kind of why when Crackdown 3 came out, a lot of people were like, you know what, like, uh-uh, I'm good. Even though they might have, like, cracked down too, and the gameplay is extremely similar. That's kind of what I felt with ToeJam and Earl overall. 
And absolute final comment on my opinion on it. I think, too, this is a very nitpicky thing, but some of the 90s stuff was a little too, um, like, cheesy for me, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> like, some of it's cute, <laughs> but some of it's also, like, like they have, like, uh, some NPCs that are, like, cosplay nerds, and they're playing D&D, or they have, like selfie person and it kind of felt like too 90s and too modern at the same time mm. and just a little bit like um i guess like dickish in some ways like it's like oh you're just being like a, a snob or whatever but and that was funny in the 90s like 90s is very like verbose over the top humor but in our modern era and this isn't really like a pc culture thing it's just kind of like what we find funny generally it's like uh i don't know i think you're kind of just an asshole so that that was like a very nitpicky thing but that's something else that i noticed where i'm like they're very much like pulling down that nostalgia thread, but there's not really anything to fully carry it through to make it a game that I can, you know, recommend to someone today. Mm. But yeah, so that's my uh, that's my quick summation. Whoa, gotcha. <laughs> cool. So yeah, John. Um, what, <laughs> what? So what? So, uh, yeah. So sell what, me this game, John. So what? Sure, what's, yeah. what's your uh, what's your side of it, John? Like, what do you like about it? Well, I, I enjoy the game. I think that it's not a it's not an excellent game. What it did for me was. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my, my history with Toe Jam and Earl is that as a kid, I always wanted to play that game. Uh, I liked the cartoon characters, the aliens, and the personalities and all that stuff. I thought that that looked like a really interesting game to me. And I ne- never got a chance to actually play it until probably I was in college um, on an emulator. And when I did play it, I was surprised to find what it was, which was really this kind of obtuse game that I, I didn't understand it. Um, I wanted, I so wanted to like it because of the characters, but I felt like the Genesis one, when I first played it 10 or 15 years after it had come out, it was like, oh, this is what, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I was kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. So I've always had this in my mind, like I really wanted to like it, like this game. What this game did for me, the, this new Toe Jam and Earl was, it got me to finally understand what they were going for. What they're trying to get to. It, what they were trying to do. It's so much more expressive than the Genesis version could have ever been. The art style is so appealing. The sense of humor, all the all the wacky characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just like it draws you in. It, it drew me in anyway. Um, now it's a it's a funny game. It's a funny game. Great with a great sense of humor, great sense of style, a lot of visual creativity. Um, so that really pulled me into want to understand how to play the game. Whereas the Genesis one, it didn't didn't end up doing that for me. And it took me a little while. Like I think I spent a good hour and a half playing the game before I really understood what the what the point was. And I even like looked up a few YouTube videos, like almost in desperation, like I really wanted to understand this. And it finally clicked for me. Uh, maybe two or three days ago when when I was playing it. Yeah, you you just walk around these levels. Um, you try to get the elevator and get the ship piece and that really is just about it but it's a it's just populated by all these crazy things that are happening um you don't know necessarily when you get a present what it does but to me that's part of the surprise part of the joy of the game um just trying everything out and watching what crazy thing happens for me there was something like rocket skates or whatever Mm -hmm. i figured oh this is gonna make me go faster cool it ended up blasting me off the level, which in any other game I might have been frustrated by because I had to go start over again. Mm-hmm. But I actually thought it was funny yeah. that he, he was just going out of control. And at some points like that, the game sort of, sort of like will sabotage you. But mm-hmm. to me, I never got frustrated by it. It was it was funny. Whenever I opened up a present and like a giant sign appeared above my head calling all the enemies toward me like this game it just it's moments like that where it showed it's 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 personality and sense of humor and i really 
I enjoyed it. Another thing that I like about this game is that you can beat it. I would say you you could probably beat it in like half an hour. Really? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I took me a long yeah. I'm, not, I'm a slow gamer, though. It takes me a right. long time to play well, through then. I, I, I felt like I was yeah. playing for a long time, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I play really slowly. Um, and I also play a little differently when I play for review as well. But yeah, say, um, but yeah most a, people yeah. I talk to say you can beat it in like 45 minutes. If you're doing, um, yeah, that sounds about right. I figure to me. if you're doing a review, um, you want to go through it slowly so you can catch every part of it, you know, and like took me a lot of friends yeah. episodes to beat the game. <laughs> but also, there's a tutorial world, which I definitely recommend if you do end up picking it yeah. up. Um, 100% play tutorial world because it will teach you everything you need to know about the game. I actually, right. um, had initially skipped that and just read the manual and then went into the main game. But I think the tutorial one helps a lot for onboarding. It explains everything that is kind of happening in it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you check out the multiplayer at all, John? I don't know if you've played There's that. No. There's online, right? It, it does have it online. Does have online. It has local cop too. Yeah. Um, I did look into it briefly just for the sake of review, but I, admittedly, I did not actually play with anyone else. I just took the joy Joy-Con off and sadly played literally two-player by myself <laughs> now, because I just wanted to see how it works. Goes. And one now thing that's super goes. cool is you can be on the same screen or on different screens and even on different levels mm-hmm. on multiplayer, which I think is really, really awesome. Um, that is one thing I will compliment the game for because local co-op, um, a lot of games struggle to make it where it feels like both players have autonomy. A lot of times it's player one and then player two will just appear even if you're, you know, they'll oh, favor yeah, yeah. one player well, over the other sure, yeah. screen. But Does on it this split one, the it's... screen automatically like if you go too far apart? Yeah. Yeah, that's it'll cool. just split it, and then it'll have it together. Um, and that's something even in the Sega Genesis version that people said, like, at at its heart, to general is a co-op experience, and that people say that's how it should be played. Um, so I will say that I, I did beat it alone, and I think, I will admit, I, it probably is more enjoyable with another person, but my question is, is it more enjoyable because the game is now better, or is it because you're with having fun with a friend? It's kind of like if you recommend, like, you know, the Cheesecake Factory because you had fun when you went on your birthday. But it's like, was the food good or did you like who you were with? You know, no, it's right, like... Right, right. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, also, 25 mi- levels. Mi- the game is 25 levels long. 25 levels, okay. Across 25 levels. Mi- misery loves company, right? Uh, <laughs> what what, what I Actually, what I wanted to ask is, uh, which so which of the Toe Jam and Earl games is it more like? Because like both of them are completely different, Number right? The, the two that are... The, it's like the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I've only played. The other one's like a platformer too. I'll say I own. Right. I own the second one when I bought my uh, Sega off of my friend a couple years ago that I work with. It came with my the whole like collection I bought. So it's a Panic on Funkotron, and I expected it to be like the Toe Jam and Earl I had read about, and it wasn't at all. So hmm. I did recently watch yeah. a video that was an interview with the creator, and he said that it was supposed to be like a combination of the two, both of them. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I it's definitely the like the first one. Just having looked at Wait, it, right? No. I didn't technically play it. Admittedly. Right, it's an it's like an isometric overhead view or whatever. It's not. Yeah, a, but it's like way more platform. populated. Like I looked at gameplay footage from the first one, and it's empty. It's an it's empty. Kind of empty. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, I will say to John's point, because like you know, um, I feel like when you review a game, you should be able to parse out what's not working, what also what is working. Is I think both are valuable. Um, I will say that I agree that some of the characters are really fun. Like I do like you have like these NPCs that you can interact with that will like help or hurt you. So you have like uh, earthlings that are bad and earthlings that are good. Uh, and the bad ones are usually pretty clear, but there's also in the manual as well. But like the good ones, like you can stand next to like, you know, um, like you can 
talk to Gandhi and then restore your health and like be like Gandhi. in a productive barrier. <laughs> you can like walk up to a field of like daisies and like hide behind one and then enemies can't hurt you. There's a lot of like quirky, cute things in the game like that. And I think um I think for people that have enjoyed the game, that's one of the big elements that is appealing. Um, but holistically, like for me, the it just doesn't personally what they're doing doesn't fully work. Like there are some flaws that kind of undercut what they want to do. Like I think the presents are really fun, but ultimately it kind of ends up being like if you want to beeline this game, which for me I kind of ended up wanting to just because it's very slow paced yeah. and kind of drawn out. Uh, it ends up kind of just like one of the best parts of the game is exploring the facets of it, like the presence and the people, but you risk taking damage if you do that. So it ends up kind of like, you know, the game kind of hurts itself by design because if you want to just get through it, you might just want to beeline, get the piece, move out. Mm. But if you want to enjoy and explore the world, you might it might take you way longer to actually get through the, the process of it. And I think that's kind of where it ends up being at odds with itself. Mm. I feel like, so So like, uh, I... I know you, you probably didn't, you never really cared much to play the original ones, Janet, but do you feel like a lot of it's like this nostalgia base? Is it for people who like liked Toe Jam and Earl like way back when? Like, like if you didn't know anything about Toe Jam and Earl, John, like, do you think you would still mm -hmm. like it? Like, or would you be able to find fun from it if it wasn't? I think I, I, think you of I would. Thing? I mean, I think I, I think I would be drawn in by the art style. The art style, I, I, I can't say enough about it. It's just, it's really cool. It looks almost like it looks very inspired by like early '90s alternative comics. It reminds me like, of Rocco's Modern Life, but with more yeah. polish. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Love Rocco's. That's right on, on the money. Do you guys ever play the yeah. Super Nintendo game? That game was something. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. It reminded me like of a level from Earthworm Jim. With actually, from what bad. you were, I love Earthworm Jim, but it's so damn hard. I'm like, I don't remember it being this hard. Rouse. Oh kid. sure. No, actually, <laughs> yeah, the Rocco game. You were just like trying to rescue the dog, right? So you had to like, yeah. There's actually Protect a level. There's a level in Earthworm Jim one that's like that too, with the dog that, the the puppy thing that you where you bounce the puppies in the second one. That same character. Yeah. Oh right. You have to lead it through the through the level without it getting hurt. But uh, actually, some of the stuff that you were saying about Toe Jam and Earl John reminded me of mm -hmm. Earthworm Jim. Like the thing with the uh, with the skates like takes you off the level. That reminded mm -hmm. me of that part in Earthworm Jim one mm -hmm. where you like find the. You find the goldfish in the bowl, and it says, like, fight, and you just eat it, and that's, like, the end of it. You know, you don't actually fight it. Like, there was a lot of weird right. stuff in that game, too, and it's kind of, maybe that's still the same, like, 90s sensibility, I guess, mm -hmm. which is intriguing for for me, I yeah. guess. Yeah, for, very much so. I like the, yeah, I there, like the Earthworm Jim games. They're a lot of fun. Another thing that, that, that I think I really like about this game, which gives me, makes me want to give it a positive recommendation, is that there's not a lot of, there's not a whole lot of games, multiplayer games, where you can just, like, chill with a friend. A lot of times oh, it's sure, yeah. competitive, right? I feel like this game, it's almost like, I don't know, it's a, it would be almost like sitting down and reading, like, a, looking at a Where's Waldo book with your friend. You're just, like, enjoying this world together, looking at what's there, and mm -hmm. enjoying all the crazy activity going on in the game or, or on the page. Yeah, it, it's it's like a nice casual experience. I, I I imagine it would be a good subject for like say a YouTube video if we were to record a YouTube video mm -hmm. playing together. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, sit down, have some drinks, and hang out with Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, no pressure. Is it um is it easy to find like a friend like through the like is it able for you to meet up with a with a friend through um Switch because 
some mm-hmm. games aren't like that. I know you told me like the Sega collection, it you it would be hard to everything was random with that. Like if you were if uh-huh. you go to, if you go to the multiplayer, can you like automatically find whoever's your friend yeah. on the Switch? Yeah, there's a friend list online. option. Okay. And you so like if Jeremy or I had it, you could easily find us, right? Through there? Yeah. Okay. Good. So I was like you're talking about everything being all chill and I'm like, but can you find us? Cuz some of the things <laughs> they Yes. Because should yeah. we want to chill? How do we do it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm well, I, I, I want I don't want to hear more about the music. Janet did briefly say the music was good, but is it like, is it MIDI or is it fully, you know, is it fully instrumental? Because I know it's like it's funk music, so like, mm-hmm. does it sound like live instruments or is it still kind of got that video <sighs> game like that farty Sega sound? <laughs> well, it's a lot of bass, so it, I mean, I think it just sounds like a somebody it's kind playing of the like bass. um, it's like a video gamey hip hop style. <laughs> Sort of, is it but I wouldn't say it's like muddied like how a Sega Genesis song mm. would. But it's not as uh, video gamey as like chip tunes either. It's um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of just have it just has a lot, yeah, it's it's pretty percussive uh, to kind of echo what John was saying because it does have like that hip hop vibe to it. And um, there's even like I'd say for like the uh, you know the rhythm dancing part, there's even like times where you get to make your own uh pattern, which always threw me off and I never mm-hmm. made it well because I was confused on what they wanted me to do. But you get to make your own pattern with button inputs and then you have to dance the pattern that you just made. Um, and then they like run back the button inputs. So yeah, um, I would say, yeah, the, to me, the, the best parts of the game would be um, a level of the personality that it has um, because I think there is some creativity in some of the uh, designs with like the NPCs that are both allies and enemies. A- and even with the presence, like I like the one that's uh, raining tomatoes. I think that's cute and super effective. I like use that whenever mm. I had it. Yeah. Um, and um, so that would be like the positive elements. But the, but negative, you know, overall, I'd say it's kind of a monotonous slog is how I honestly describe mm. the game. It's really drawn out. And I think it does try to be relaxing. I can see the appeal on that to an extent. But to me, like personally, and obviously too, like contextually, like I had to review this game. So it's always different when you play for work versus when you play for fun. But I kind of found it to be like it's a little bit too stressed to be a relaxed game only because you move so slowly that it's so hard to evade enemies that I'm like, oh, and, you know, you have a good amount of life and you can get hearts from like the world. So it's not that hard not to die. But if you do die like other roguelike games, you do have to start at the beginning. And Mm. I'm like. I'm not going to start all over again because it's 25 levels. And even though they're not that long, it it depends on how long it takes you to find the ship piece, if there is one, or the elevator, if there is one. Hmm. So, um, yeah. One thing that's cool, though, is you can drop off from levels, too. Like, you can just walk off the the end and and end up with the one below if you, like, get in a tough spot. And when you're, like, in the water, no one can hurt you and things like that. But, yeah, I I found it a little bit too... um, You're a little bit too underpowered for me to feel like it's a casual walk in the park, which is why, to me, like, a lot of people do argue that is the appeal, but for me, it doesn't fit that because I'm still like, yeah, but I might die. <laughs> like, mm. like I, I don't want to start this over again. Sure. So that's the only thing drawback well, in terms of that uh, element. Is there a difference? Like, if you're on the, if you're doing multiplayer, <laughs> like if you die, um, like, and somebody not really though, there's multiple modes too. There is like mm. a super easy mode, and there's like a um, there's normal mode, medium mode, and like super easy mode, mm. and they name like them. And that's another Nike 90s thing they did, but I hate, personally, it's like a pet peeve of mine. I hate when developers name their easy modes, like, stupid shit, for lack of a better term, where it's, like, really demeaning. Because I think their easy mode mode is called, like, baby mode or something like that, and I always hate that. It's just so, like, ugh. But, yeah, they do have easier modes. So, if you do kind of want a a more lax experience, Mm. you can pick, like, an easier mode 
And I've tested out those modes, and they are, like, significantly easier. You get kind of... Nice. I'm not even sure why it's easier. I think the NPCs are just, like, the enemies are just a little bit less aggressive. Mm. Um, and I think you get more hearts, possibly. But it is... You do feel the ease of easy mode, for sure. Mm. So, I mean, it, it is nice that they at least have options. And if you... Um, I figure out what the conditions are, but you can unlock also a really hard mode. So I do like that it has, like... Oh, my God, Jeremy, that cat is so cute. <laughs> I do like that it has a, a wide variety <laughs> of... Uh, difficulty options for players i was trying to yeah my cat's asleep over there i was trying to get him my cat's here, being but... really really needy and i'm just trying to get yeah. him to stop rubbing all over everything yeah <laughs> so uh, I'm it. Do you guys... oh, okay the most easy mode is called easy farty and the medium mode is called toddler easy farty yes yeah. <laughs> and it's very like 90s which some people are like oh, it's charming 90s and i'm like let's leave some 90s things mm. where they are i'll take the jacket and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You can leave most of the rest. Mm. <laughs> most of the rest. Windbreakers, yes. That, not as much. But yeah, they do have multiple uh, difficulty settings. Twin Peaks. That's what I'd take from the 90s. It's a good yeah, job. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's we're we're like we're going super long on the show here. I want to talk about a couple of things before we're done. But you guys, is there anything else you want to say about Toe Jam and Earl? Like final thoughts before we move on here? I, I'm uh, kind of at the point that I I don't think maybe I want... mention maybe mention Mac. It's important. I think it's an important. Element. Oh, yeah, Macaulay. Oh, Macaulay Culkin. Yes, so yeah. weird. Yeah, so I, I saw I him. Didn't on, he, uh, didn't know he, he was, was a fan. on um, the Angry Video Game Nerd. Recently, did a video with all the Home Alone games with yeah, Macaulay Culkin yeah, cool. came and played with him. And he, yeah. Macaulay Culkin was wearing a Toe Jam and Earl shirt in that. Yeah, game. and I was wondering yeah, about that. Now I see the connection. It's his thing, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I think Macaulay Culkin, being the producer on this game, is very fitting because this is a Wash 90s game trying to make an appearance in 2019, which is Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> Well, brand. I mean, but like, <laughs> what's it, it's not not that weird, though, because like we're getting like a Streets of Rage sequel on, on Switch as well. Like, I feel like a lot of people are maybe like really want to play some old school like Sega games, you know, like it kind of has a place like i think they're all like like the re-release of turok that we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. like maybe like there's mm -hmm. some people who are in this like in the switch community that's just like oh hey you know like i'll play these weird games that i used to play people as a kid love or whatever. people love roguelikes like yeah yeah and I i'm think surprised by how popular sells. they are but i feel like maybe because because yeah. you know like a lot of sega fans like when the dreamcast like put sega under and all that like, I think a lot of them switched to Nintendo, and, like, maybe there were some people that were like, hey, I really want a new Toe Jam game, and they're like, hey, why don't we put it on Switch? Like, it's, you never know. Like, like I said, it's Well, this the is same... a Kickstarter thing, so. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. It blew it blew its goals out of the water. I think that's why it ended up being on, mm -hmm. like, all the platforms. Yeah, so it was that. obviously, there was, people wanted it, and I'm sure it's mm -hmm. selling fairly well. I feel like most things I do think on so, Switch. I think so, and it's yeah. very mixed. I think yeah. a lot of people do vibe with it. but But most of, like... Most of the people that I see giving positive reviews are like, I love it. It's like the original. And I'm like, yeah, but like, is it good? Cause, I mean, yeah, there's games yeah. that I loved back sure. when they came out. Like, I love Diddy Kong Racing, but I played that today and it's not good. Like, it just doesn't, it oh. just doesn't age well. I like, you I know, and I, I think it gets, uh, I mean, that's kind of an up for debate thing. But personally, I don't think like the. Well, you hate the controller, though. Also. Yeah, but the, the original <laughs> yeah. factor of a game shouldn't really like fit into the game today, in my opinion, because it's not like, I mean, is the game good? The end. Um, and there are games that I like that are, yeah, they just don't age well. And mm. I, I don't hate the controller actually for the N64. Like I, I Diddy Kong Racing, is it's it's slow. It's yeah. very awkwardly slow. And I don't remember it being that way. I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's like right up there in Mario Kart. And then I'm, I played it and I'm like, it's not Mario Kart. And then I was like, why did I play it? I ruined the memory, you know, but well, yeah, you gotta so, try it again. Yeah. But it's, it's mixed. I think people will, I think this game will find commercial success to a degree. Um, and I mean, it, it's kickstarted, so it's already kind of set up 
financially. It already got paid kind for. Of fine, but yeah. but yeah, and, and it got a, it got a limited run games release too. So yeah. I think there's definitely a market for this game. But personally, no, I don't think it's good, and I don't I can't recommend it. Yeah. But you know, people like things that aren't good all the time. What if it were like less it. money? What if that's, it that's goes true. on sale for five bucks? No. Ten bucks. Okay, never mind. Fine. <laughs> we actually, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. It's already, it's already twenty, for, like brand new. Well, like for, I, for me, I buy, I buy it for ten. I don't. Um, I think lower price definitely means that, like, you know, all of us are more down to take a risk on a game when it's only five dollars, four dollars, ten dollars. But personally, for my game wrecks, I will only recommend a game I think is good. Um, sure, if yeah. it's on sale, it's always a bonus, and like I'm all about sales. I am cheap and broke as hell <laughs> like i'll mm-hmm. free games whatever like i'm about yeah. it but if i don't think the game is good i don't think it's worth it at any price oh, um, sure, but yeah. if you're curious about it and maybe based on reviews or this conversation you're not sure wish list it wait for it to go on sale that way you feel maybe a little more comfortable making the risk obviously like i don't personally mind if people like a game that i think is bad um but yeah personally that, that's my take and hopefully if you buy it you like it and um you know either way i would hope that you know our conversation on this and John's input and my input can help you make an informed decision because that's all that really matters for mm-hmm. for reviews and conversation. It doesn't really matter who gets the game. I don't get money from you getting the game or not getting it, and neither does John. So sure, who cares, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd like to. I wish there was like a demo or something so I could try it out because I, I can't really I know. just. I can't I'm really all just about throw demos. twenty. I love demos. I can't really throw twenty bucks at it because there is a lot of stuff on the horizon that I'm really excited about. So, but I mean, if it goes on sale, I'll, I'll try it out. You know, that's kind of where I'm at on that. But yeah, no, I wouldn't in the same boat. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't recommend. It's like when I like the last thing I shit on uh, Travis Strikes Again. Um, I would never. I wouldn't rec- recommend that to anybody, even if it was five dollars. I'm surprised so. that that did not work out well. Like no one have liked you, that game. You, I you, thought it would be okay. Have you played but it? Nah. Have you played? No, that I game? haven't. I yeah. haven't played it. Don't. And I just won't don't. Because don't play it. Yeah. Get good reviews. Don't but, play it. Um, it reminded me of really. The, yeah. When I saw the trailer, I thought it'd be good. Well, we all we all did. Actually, even I even in the trailer, I wasn't that. I wasn't really that sold on it. And thankfully, I didn't buy the. Thankfully, I didn't buy the uh, season pass because I was like, maybe I shouldn't get the season pass for this because it's probably not going to be good. And then it wasn't good. Anyway, we so we're like super long in the in the <laughs> show here. Uh, we only have like two more things to cover really quickly. Delta Rune is great. Uh, Jeremy and I played it. I wanted to be able to talk about it longer, but we're already at like two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say about it other than it's. Uh, it felt like Quiet. a logical. <laughs> it felt like a logical extension of Undertale. It, it yeah. It, it 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 was better in all the ways it needed to be better. Yeah, and um, it's, it's very, a lot it's, more fun. I think yeah. it's a lot more engaging. Like. It doesn't feel like as lonely of a world, which was part of the aesthetic of mm. Undertale. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more colorful. So I would say, too, as far as that's concerned, that. you feel more like you've actually got friends in this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I so like I bought Undertale two times. I bought it for PS4 and Switch. <laughs> and, Same. Uh, I bought it twice. And I honestly had a hard time getting into Undertale. Like, I mean, I mm-hmm. like the quirkiness of it, but I and I know you talked about this as well, Janet, and I and I agree with you. Like, I didn't really like the whole like. Uh, dodging like bullet hell type thing like mm-hmm. i you know i like rpgs i want to play like an rpg so i got kind of tired with that but it's i feel like 
Deltarune does it a lot better. It's not all mm-hmm. about like not being able to kill characters because as you go through it with Susie, your uh, teammate, there's one part where she just texts people out and you just can't do anything about it. Like as much actually, as you... you can. You can. But... You warn. Oh wait. Warn oh yeah. You you wrote yeah. the guide, so you there's know. There's a thing yeah. before then too. But I haven't it killed. It doesn't I really matter anybody. though because it doesn't affect the story. I didn't yeah. kill anyone the whole the whole thing. Oh really? You could because yeah. I remember she would just she knocked Spared out like those three of those people. That was the only people I lost. It did feel make me feel bad because I killed Toriel and Ultra and uh, <laughs> Delta and not Delta in Undertale, and then I had to see her again in Delta I'm like, ah, I killed. Oh my her. god, you killed Kill- her! That's horrible. I couldn't. Well, I killed her the first. time. I didn't look so. at a, I didn't look at a guide. I couldn't figure out how to do it. I was trying to just like. Same. I was trying to go like Pokemon. I was like, well, maybe I'll just like make her weak and then like she'll leave or something. But but if you get if she gets too weak, they'll give you like a 300 hit point like hit at the very end, and she'll automatically die. So it's like. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Anyway, After but, everything she did for you, you just yeah. murder her in the streets. <laughs> yeah, but no, but no, there's literally yeah. an enemy you fight. I can't remember which enemy it was, but there is an enemy you fight that's just like Toriel, where she stops at one point. She stops attacking you, and her attacks. Yeah, yeah. Dodge yeah. you, and there is a character like that in this too. I can't remember which character it, it was. was uh, I thought it was uh, Lance. I thought it was Lancer that did that. Oh, Lancer does do that yeah, at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. Lance, yeah. Lancer yeah. does that. Yeah, I know the king. I don't. I don't think you. <laughs> I don't think you played it, John, but uh, you should. It's free. I think everybody should play it. Um, yeah, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, John's not into RPGs, but I think you should play this regardless because it's like kind of goes against the regular RPG stuff. Which yeah, uh, RPGs are not yeah. my genre yeah. uh, at all. I would say the only RPGs I've ever played are Pokemon, <laughs> and uh, that might be it. And, and even that, I haven't played that much Pokemon sure. in my life. But I like this game a lot. I yeah, I think it has a, a great humor to the writing. Yeah, the the gameplay is fun. You yeah. have like party members. The lore is interesting. It's fun to like get the extra items and kind of you you get. To, I feel like it has enough RPG elements to be engaging, but not so much that's overwhelming. Personally, as a non RPG person, I find RPGs to be kind of a lot to take in in terms of how they work mechanically and that sure. a lot of them that are like accessible are only accessible if you know RPGs. Yeah. So I, I find this to be a really great starting point. And yeah, it does some really interesting things narratively um, that kind of keep you interested in what's going on. And, and the battles are fun. There's a few little puzzle elements too to the to chapter one. So yeah, I mean, I honestly recommend this game to everybody. It's um, a it's, game it's I really, really enjoyed. It's completely uh, free, also. That, like, pu- that puzzle master is really funny. The puzzle yeah. master, you, you have to <laughs> yeah. it's like you'll yeah. never solve this puzzle, and it's literally you push one block onto a switch, and then yeah, and then it the was second time he's like, well, you'll yeah, never yeah. solve this one, and you have to push it one extra space over. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> no, it reminds and it reminds me a lot of like Earthbound, which I absolutely love. It's like the same sort of quirky humor, and it's a. Uh, yeah, and it also kind of reminds me of uh, Night in the Woods almost a little bit. I know we uh-huh. we talked about that before, but mm-hmm. but in the end, it's like it makes you feel nice. Like it's like it ma- makes you feel ways about things in the end. You know that type yeah. of thing. Like it's a it's got some very precious and moments no, to it. I think every character has redeeming qualities, including all the enemies. Like mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah because of how because of how they're laid out and what how you find out their weaknesses to to beat them without killing them. You and actually I, sort of you don't really befriend all of them, but it kind of implies that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Sure. And I laughed out loud. I mean, this is minor spoilers. It's very, very at the beginning of the game. But like when you like create your character and then it's like, yeah. no, it's like, no, you're Chris. Your name is Chris. And I also, <laughs> yeah. and I also liked it. I mean, maybe it's uh, I don't know if they're trying to be like uh, androgynous with that, but I liked that. The, I, 
when I was playing it, I felt like they were all female characters, and I always like stuff that has female protagonists and all that in there. But Chris could Chris could go either way, I think. But mm-hmm. but I like that about it. I mean, I thought there's it was another cool. part where it has you design a boss, or you think yeah. you're designing yeah, a yeah, boss, and, yeah. then, and then they just blow it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was funny too. Where I yeah, was like, yeah, when I got to that part, I was like, how I was like, how ridiculous can I make this boss look? Can I make it look like really, really dumb? You know, that's what I was trying to do. But you know, the fact that there's a bake sale is actually another connection to Undertale that I just realized mm. because yeah, yeah. there's a spider bake sale and there's another bake sale. I made a list of connections. Oh, okay, yeah. Two games. Okay, yeah. yeah, like, yeah the references. That. Yeah, I read, the, I read that. I read that. It's not the butter. The butterscotch cinnamon pie is in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, I think the pie is weirdly blended between a couple of things, but there is pie in there. So one thing that I, you know, I think is important to highlight is you really, really do not need to play Undertale to like this game at, no, all. Not at all. But if you play the Undertale, you'll really enjoy like, because most people that like Undertale are into the story of Undertale and they love the lore of it and they may or may not have a Tumblr account. And, you know, it's that kind of, yeah. it's that kind <laughs> yeah, of <game>. right. <laughs> And you'll totally appreciate all the nods to Undertale in this game, even though it's not a sequel, not a sequel. It's not in the same universe. Yeah. But it kind of is, you know, because a lot of the characters are literally the same characters. Mm. Um, sure. So well, you'll, you'll have it's almost like Majora's Mask. In that yeah. Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, where the characters are in there, but they're doing different things. Yeah, the references are fun, but you you don't need them to play the game. Mm. Um, it's just like a cool, fun fact if you did play the game. And I think if you didn't like Undertale, you will still like Deltarune. I played Undertale, and I hated Undertale. Yeah. I honestly did. I didn't like it at all. Uh, and I love Deltarune, so I think yeah. I think even if you look like into Deltarune it. I like Deltarune more so. Yeah. I bounced. Yeah, up, and a lot yeah. of Undertale fans are like, it's a little bit it's, more it's, it's, it's better. better because it's, it's more he, fun, the, yeah. The designer learned how to make... You know, he took feedback and improved certain things. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's like these dodge parts. So, like, the bullet hell thing's still in there. You know, they didn't yes. get rid of that. All but that. it's better. But there's it's like, better, but there's yeah. certain like action better. sections where your your soul, your the little heart, appears in your actual avatar that you're running around with, and mm-hmm. then that becomes your like uh, your point of contact where you like yeah. lose energy if it's touched. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool how that like seamlessly blended into the into the locomotive aspect of just getting mm-hmm. from place to place they'll throw these like action sequences in there they're pretty cool for sure yeah yeah i bounced off of undertale at first when i first played it the first time i'm like ah this isn't this isn't the rpgs that i want to play blah 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 and then i, I mean i still haven't beat it on switch but i yeah. did beat it on pc but the interesting thing and i texted janet about it but you don't have to beat undertale to play this like there's i yeah. was some i read somewhere where it's like oh this takes place Within the ending of Undertale, whatever, it doesn't. You don't have to play through the game at all. Just play Deltarune. And it's, like I said, it's completely free. But after playing it, if it was available to buy it, I would have bought it in a heartbeat. Like, I, because I had a great time playing it. And I would have been like, if it was available for 20, 30 bucks, whatever, I would have, like, just went straight for it. Because I felt like it was very good. And I was really into it. And I I was sad that it was over. I wanted to play more of it. It's about about a three hour experience. Yeah, Yeah, it's about two and a half, three hours. I don't know about 30 bucks, but it's a $10 game for sure. No, I'm talking about if there was. Like the whole version. If there was more after that. I'm not talking about paying 30 bucks for what we get for free. Yeah. I'm talking about if, like, after you finish, it's like, oh, hey, do you want to play, like, Teldrune chapter two through six or whatever? I mm-hmm. would pay twenty or thirty bucks for that for a continuation. And it does of kind of game. end on a very crazy anger no, vibe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it makes you curious, especially if you, uh-huh. especially if you played like crazy vibe. Well, not yeah. actually, especially if you played Undertale, because I think either way, it kind of weirds you out. Like it's mm. a creepy ending. Yeah. Um, it does make you wonder like what's going to happen next, but it doesn't exactly feel like you're baited into playing episode two necessarily. But I like the ending because it, it makes you want more, but it also kind of feels conclusive. Yeah. Which is very very rare. Whenever, in my opinion, whenever like a 
a developer releases this kind of thing for free and says the rest is going to be paid. Yeah. And I think it's because Toby Fox, honestly, like he's not even close at all to yeah. having the rest of the game. I mean, I there's no, know. he doesn't yeah. even know how he's going to do it. He's like, I don't have a team. I made this myself. It took me seven yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Here right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, it, it feels conclusive enough that if you're someone who like me might say, you know what? I don't like episodic. I want to wait till it's all out. Mm. One, it's going to take a long time for all of yeah. it to be out. And it feels conclusive enough that I think if you play it, you won't feel like you're baited into the next episode. It sure. just feels like it, it could that could have been the ending, but it yeah. just you just know it isn't. Yeah, it's like a yeah. There's no like release date. There's no like price. Like there's no nothing about the final version <laughs> of it. But but I'm just saying I'm super intrigued. I'm saying that if it was <laughs> out, if there was a second part to it, I'd be oh yeah, I'm I agree. sold I'm, already. I'm you know. But yeah, no. Also, if I was like at a convention and Toby Fox was there, I would totally go to his panel and ask him what's up <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I, I'm just I'm intrigued by like a jerk though that's yeah. the thing because he's I'm like crazy by... oh yeah. is he well you just I mean I don't well, know if you guys are, read right? like the interviews <laughs> off of uh-uh. this game but he's like so like it's almost like uh when he and I, I think he like wrote all of it himself but like because I don't know if it's with the writers on the team but like the way he answers stuff it's so undertale Delta Rooney like the way he responds to questions <laughs> like I wish I had it already pulled up on a computer, but he'll be like, um, he just answers stuff in a way that's very tongue in cheek, I guess. So I just feel like he'd be, you know, he'd actually be kind of a fun person to, to talk to for that reason. Oh, but sure. he's, I don't think you can get a straight answer out of Toby Fox about yeah. anything. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, so we need to move on. Uh, we like Deltarune. By the way, if you're, if you're playing Deltarune or you haven't played Deltarune, you're about to get into it. Make sure and check out Janet's guide on IGN. It's oh, uh, yeah. all sorts Thanks. of cool stuff on there. To, yep. to Literally, you can 100% sure. it on that. I yeah, have yeah. every single item. Yeah. Everything is in there. Mm. And I'll, I'll, in there, let me know. <laughs> and I'll put, a, I'll put a link to it on the details of the episode as well. Um, so we were gonna we were gonna talk about like the year two of the switch and all that, but we're really like completely out of time here. So I think we might have to like postpone that to next episode if that's sure. cool with you guys. Um, I feel like we should just go straight to the community stuff. Because yeah. we're at like two hours and forty minutes, I have to edit this. Normally, I, <laughs> normally I cut it off. I cut it off at two and a half hours. So, um, yeah, the, I, I don't, as well, we could probably go for another like three and a half hours. But I know we all got other stuff to do and have to go to bed and all that. So we'll talk. We'll talk more about the uh, poll that we had on the Nintendo community Nintendo main community page next week. But um, something that's uh, some cool stuff uh, about Nintendo main. Uh, we have a Patreon now, so. If you guys want to support us, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can support us as uh, my fiance Jess Kenyon, did. She's our very first and only patron on there, so you guys could do that. We're, we're planning on doing some uh, bonus shows, and uh, we'll at least have one a month, maybe two. Uh, we got a lot of ideas going on, so there'll, there'll be some stuff to get if you're at the $5 level and all that. Mm-hmm. But you can check it out, like see, see what we're offering and all that. And also, um, a part of it was... Uh, you know, to help us get to like E3 and like go to different places and like film more stuff and get more games and just bring you guys more content. That's basically what we're going for on that. And uh, speaking of Patreons, uh, Janet has one as well. So make sure to check hers out. Patreon.com slash Game Check Check out all the Patreons and uh, where you can get early YouTube videos. And um, I always like you get you had so much creativity in your stuff. Like you get a <laughs> you get the limerick and the uh, letter from the character from the game and all that. It's a it's a lot of fun stuff. So check them both out. Thanks. The letter, the letter from the character is like my favorite thing. And I talked to you about it a little bit at MGC last year. I remember. Mm-hmm. 
I just yeah, it's been it's been a fun. It's one. a pretty cool, a very too. unique, very unique idea. Yeah, it's worked out. Yeah, so yeah, check out both of those if you can. And um, also, we have a live show. Uh, we said it last week, but we have a live show coming up March 16th at the Beat Kitchen. Uh, Jeremy and I will be there. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, obscure games, obscure physical games that we have. So so look forward nice. to that. Uh, I think we're on at 730, but the event starts at 6. And uh, if you want to go uh, get tickets ahead of time, uh, people are saying it's going to sell out. It's uh, it's St. Patty's Day weekend, too, so it might be crazy. Oh, my but, God, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> so, like, I uh, hate St. Patrick's Day, y- yeah, but I, I think I I'm going to actually yeah. go to your guys' show, so I'm excited Woo! about that. I love you to go. Yeah, you should. You should. Yeah, sure. yeah. It'll be fun. It's us and, uh, like, eight other podcasts. There's another... Uh, yeah, it's like a whole C2E2, like, yeah. kind of community, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an, and there's another video game podcast on there, which actually we're going to have on our show in a couple episodes from now. But, cool. But yeah, uh, check out that if you can. And um, is there anything else on here? Um, we have all our info. So uh, so in case, uh, just let us know where we can find you again, Janet, on the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure thing. I'm at gameonesis.com. Gameonesis is game, O-N-Y-S-U-S. And I'm, that's also my handle on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and I have active pages and all that. So if you're interested in my content, that's where you can find me. It's also my YouTube channel as well. But honestly, if you go to literally any of those, yeah. it will link to all of them. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. you know, if you find me in one place, you can find me in everywhere else. But also be nope. at the, the Midwest Gaming Classic, too, if you guys are going there. Oh, um, yeah. No, we'll be there. We already got our, our hotels. Oh, sweet. I'm uh, I'm in a panel for that one, actually. So what? you guys should come through. It's okay. the Midwest, like, YouTube. Tubers panel, I think is the name of it. It's like me, oh. old ass retro gamer, musty habit, a couple other people whose handles I can't remember right now. But okay. yeah, yeah um, cool. but yeah, look look for that, and then you know yeah, we can for sure we can show stuff. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna do, do a, a bunch of. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna do what we normally do, uh, do inter- interviews and stuff. I think we're gonna we're probably gonna put cool. some of the interviews on on the Patreon, like depending on yeah, who we get. Cool. But but yeah, we we've already Jeremy's already talked to the Retronauts actually, and they said that we. We, we get an interview from them, which is pretty amazing. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. I don't know when. I don't know when a win or what we're going to talk about, but yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if you Google it, you can find you can find all your different things. That's that's what I say about. Yeah, hopefully, when you Google my name, you actually just get a a, a hot Mexican weather girl. Um, which I, don't know if I can never have enough clout <laughs> to be above that. So, I mean, honestly, if you Google me, either way, you'll probably be happy with the results, mm. even if it's not me. Uh, <laughs> I, she I is was... rather good looking, and her YouTube is way more popular than mine is. So, um, there's that. I, but, I, yeah. I, I but ta- if you add Game on Assist, you'll actually find yeah. video game-related content. Either way, it should be a fun time. <laughs> no weather-related content. Yeah. No, I was yes. talking about uh, Google Game on Assist. The, yeah, if you Google Game on Assist, I'll be there. Stuff, if yeah. you Google Jan Garcia, you will find a very hot <laughs> weather girl. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can have her on the show, too. No. <laughs> yeah, I think she has some cool stuff to say. I saw her play Twister once on YouTube, so, there you know. There you go, yeah. <laughs> so, so you've fallen in the rabbit hole, too. <laughs> Well, I, want, I was curious, you know. Yeah. I feel like that was maybe an inside thought that I should have sure. spoken about. I get it. I get it. Yeah, there. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, if you made it all the way through this, thank you. Um, we had a we had so much to talk about this week, so it, that's why it went for so long. But I hope you enjoyed the content. I think the content is great. We had a lot of cool stuff to talk about. And uh, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, Janet. Thank you for coming by. Thank yeah, you. I love being on here. It's like my favorite podcast. Yeah, thank you. thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, you can find us at NintendoMainPodcast.com, uh, twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast, youtube.com slash NintendoMainPodcast. Uh, 
I am at Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter. <laughs> Jeremy's at JMaxTech. Uh, you can find us on there. Like, same thing. Like I tell a lot of people, just Google Nintendo Main. You'll see it. There's we put there's so much shit up there that you can find yeah. somewhere of all our dumb shit that we put on the internet. Facebook page is it. pretty new too, right? Yeah, yeah we have. Yeah, the, we've got a community page. Yeah, we have, the, yeah, we, we, have the, we have the Facebook community page now. Um, you know, leave comments and stuff as Janet has before, and we'll read it on the show. Like we love hearing from people and all that. We want to let you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Edder. and special guest Janet Garcia. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. But but yeah, I was like I was like I like Fortnite now because you can fly fly planes, and he's like, yeah, that's what my little sister does, and I'm like, well, I guess she found the fun <laughs> she found the fun parts of the game, right? Well, you was know? he so was he saying that's as a diss to you, or was he just sharing? Which one was it? I think it was. Sharing. I don't I don't fucking know. I mean, what do I know about Fortnite? I'm just telling you. It was just a kid being a kid. But I, I was like, I was excited that there were planes in there, and I'm like, yeah, cool. I was like, yeah, Jeremy and I, we just fly around with the planes now, and he's like, yeah, that's what my little sister does. <laughs> and I, I was just trying to tell him that I'm like, well, the game's fun now, dude, because you got fucking planes. So fuck your game. <laughs> <laughs>